With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You fight with the strength of many men, Sir Knight. I am Arthur, King of the Britons. I seek the finest and the bravest knights in the land to join me in my court at Camelot. You have proved yourself worthy. Will you join me? You make me sad. So be it. Come, Patsy. None shall pass. What? None shall pass. I have no quarrel with you, good Sir Knight, but I must cross this bridge. Then you shall die. I command you, as King of the Britons, to stand aside. I move for no man. So be it. Now stand aside, worthy adversary. Tis but a scratch. A scratch? Your arm's off. No, it isn't. Well, what's that, then? I've heard worse. You liar! Come on, you pansy! <laughs> Victory is mine! We thank thee, Lord, that in thy mercy... Come on, then! What? Have at you! You are indeed brave tonight, but the fight is mine. Oh, and enough, eh? Look, you stupid bastard, you've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look! It's just a flesh wound. Look, stop that! Chicken! Chicken! Look, I'll have your leg. Right! Right, I'll do you for that. You what? Come here! What are you going to do, bleed on me? I'm invincible! Ladies and gentlemen... Boys and girls, dying times here. Woo! At first I was afraid, I was petrified. Kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong. And I grew strong, and I learned how to get along. And now you're back from out of space.
everybody. Welcome to episode 190. We're old fuckers, Tim. Yes. And tonight, all the way from across the pond in, where are you at, Philippe? Sweden. Sweden. And it is, what did you say, one o'clock in the morning on a Monday. It's what McCready tells everybody in the thing. The goddamn the, Swedes. The <laughs> goddamn Swedes. The nor- nor- Norwegian McCready. The yes, the Swedes. Yeah, Nord. <laughs> we got our buddy Philippe O'Neill on the show, who mm. hasn't been on since we we did the Carpentober episodes. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing very well. You should you should be given a medal because you just watched a really bad Joe D'Amato movie. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of watched it, cause. <laughs> Does anybody really watch a Joe D'Amato movie, though, really, honestly? You know, I've heard that name before, Joe D'Amato, but I know he did that one movie, it was called Antru... Apophagus. Yeah, Apophagus yeah. is probably the best thing he's done. Okay, yeah, I've heard about it, but I'm not really familiar with his, uh, uh, filmography. Oh. <laughs> well, he has done a lot of shit. Well, yeah. he's Italian, so yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to look him up, but all it wants to give me is Joe Don Baker. <laughs> I don't want Joe Don Baker. <laughs> I want Joe D'Amato. The same person. <laughs> oh, that would be fucking cool. Joe D'Amato probably really isn't a dude. He's just, here we go. He's done like every fucking movie ever. Yeah. Like I said, he's like Winorski. He's done like a hundred and some movies, but like... Twelve of them are under his real name, and the rest are under all kinds of different pseudonyms, and just, he's always used a different name. But Wynorski's even better than that. He just, he's <laughs> done a ton of movies and actually has like ten IMDB pages. I, I get uh, Joe DiMaggio confused with like uh, Bruno Mattai, all those Italian directors. I can't keep... The bad exploitation directors. I, I can't keep a track of them. I think they're just a, a robot with a computer program that just... <laughs> Decided by... Uh, yeah, has become self-aware and just makes shit movies under Desi- all kinds of names. Designed by the evil uh, Film Erage co- Corporation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's... The dude, in 1981 alone, Joe D'Amato did seven fucking movies, so that's the type of shit we're talking about here. Yeah, I, I, I won't ever say he's done class A stuff, but yeah, him. I'm trying to look like what I'm trying to look up like what probably he would be best known for, and I think yeah, you hit it right on the head is Anthropopagus. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably the best one. Yeah. Anyway, Philip's here. Tim is here. Straight off of a uh, questionable. Pittsburgh Steelers victory. Questionable or not, it was hilarious. Yeah, it was. It's hilarious. I saw that picture, picture that you sent of all you guys at Dan, out of Dan's house. I wish I was there. Oh, dude. It was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I wish it, I was there. Yeah. It's been funny. It, it, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. Yeah. The whole time it was crazy. And and also uh, last night it was revealed that Bryce is a fucking racist. Oh God! Bryce is a racist. We're gonna beat him up at Cinema Wasteland. Anyway, let's start talking about it. Philippe, what have you been watching lately, sir? Oh, let's see. I recently watched uh, Zombie Four and Five. 
Oh, <laughs> killing birds in uh, after, all, death. after death. Yeah. Yeah. So, backwards into an Italian ship pool, sir. And one of them has Robert Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, I did. Um, I also, in fact, I recently awarded Zombie Free, um, the Blu-ray. That uh, that's a, I like that flick. Yeah. I, I, I like that flick. I don't care I, what anybody I, says. I, I also bought it on DVD, actually, because I wanted to hear that audio commentary that I heard was supposed to be so good. The two, two actors in the movie, it, it, it's supposed to be hilarious. Um, so I just, uh, I bought the DVD just for that. Um, but yeah, Zombie 4, uh, Zombie 5, that movie is just amazing. I, I don't even know what that movie was supposed to be. It was, it's called Zombie 5 Killing Birds, but it's like, there are no zombies in it. It's like, there are two ghosts or something in the film. They look like zombies, but they're not, they're not, there are no zombie scenes in this, in the film. Yeah. And there are no birds killing people either. I mean, there are a lot of shots of birds, and there's a, a bird eats somebody's eye or something, but there's no actual, like, like, the movie's not about birds or zombies. It's not, a, I, I don't know what this movie, what that movie was about. Like, Robert Vaughn was in it. It's fucking Italy for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was somehow better than Zombie 4. I don't know why, but Zombie 4 was just so ludicrous. And <laughs> Zombie 5 was almost like, like almost like a real, almost like a decent enough, like, spooky movie, I thought. At least in comparison to that. How high do those zombie films go? They go to seven, don't they? Well, in well, some... Well, I mean, yeah, like, yes. officially. Some countries they do, but... It's a demon situation you got with those. Yeah, because it, it... I Literally, like, Zombie 5, Killing Birds, I think it got the subtitle Killing Birds, because I forget... I think it was, like, in South America, they were selling it as Killing Birds, not mm. a part of the zombie series. Mm. But, um... Yeah, I mean, the best one in that series, of course, is the, the first one. Mm-hmm. Zombie 2. <laughs> Yeah, the first one, Zombie 2. <laughs> yes. Well, part of that was because Dawn of the Dead was called Zombie in Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then and, they made... Yeah. And then they made Zombie 2, which was apparently written before Dawn of the Dead. And then I guess they did just a bunch of rewrites to make it more like Dawn of the Dead or something, but it was actually written before Dawn, which is... Uh, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, and then they made, then they released Zombie Free, and Zombie Free was released in the United States as Zombie Free. Yes. Very confusing, <laughs> I'm sure, for Americans. Oh uh, yeah, that whole thing is confusing. Yeah. That's it, I mean that's Italian movies in general, right? I mean there's like, didn't they release like Evil Dead Free or something? Or 4, I mean. <laughs> and it was of course not related to the Evil Dead. No, I would watch it nonetheless though. <laughs> um... But yeah, I watched a lot of movies. I mean, uh, I watched like, I mean, I, I recently did an, did an episode, uh, for a show that was about curtains. That slasher yes. movie. Yes, John Vernon. Yeah, fat yeah. John Vernon. Yeah, I seen the post with John Vernon in the leather jacket. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's, that, that movie is just, I mean, the production for that film was a nightmare for me. That's yes. one. That's one Blu-ray that you could buy and say, "This is like one of the best cleanup jobs ever." Like that, and probably Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, I mean, I bought it the Blu-ray. Looks unfucking believable. Stunning. I saw. I, first time I saw it, it was 
probably a VHS copy I saw, and it was awful looking. The Blu-ray was a real, I mean, it's like watching a completely new movie, and, I mean, it's, it's synapse films, and their releases are incredible. I mean, they're the best, I think, when it comes to it. Still waiting on that popcorn release, synapse, come on! Yeah, yeah, where's that? <laughs> it's me! Well, I was gonna say, it, there is still some movies in, uh, that are part of that kind of tax shelter, and I, it, uh, last week, Kyle and I were talking, uh, Philippe, about there should be a documentary just about those movies alone, because there's a lot of Canadian movies, like Curtains, for many years, that you really... Killer Party. Yeah, Killer Party still, but, like, Curtains, there was bootlegs of bootlegs of curtains floating around at many conventions. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it's really weird, and it, it just, there could be a documentary on these movies just being tax shelters and why some of these movies get released to Blu-ray, why others do not. It, it's just, it's really weird, and oh. how you can find a lot of this, uh, a lot of stuff that, you know, that wasn't available. Well, they're they are making a documentary on the key. So there's that. Oh, yeah, another interesting film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can't say that's a good movie, but it is interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, yeah. So I've watched. Uh, I mean, let's see. I've watched. Um, I'm trying to think of a really interesting film. I watched something truly spectacularly bad. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I've seen. Um, I saw Tremors, Tremors 5, I saw. That made our top ten list of last year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it made our honorable mentions. It was that good. For a movie that I thought, you know, that series is done, and there's no point in doing one without Kevin Bacon or Fred Ward, <laughs> uh, I was wrong. The movie's great. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, it was better than I thought it would be. I mean, yeah. it, got, it got, what was his name again? Jamie? Jimmy Kennedy? Jimmy Kennedy, oh. yeah. Um, I thought the well, I mean, like, yeah, it, felt, it was. I mean, I think it was from the director of Lake Placid Four or something, and I had very low expectations going into it. But it did. It was almost like a real movie, and yeah. that was. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> that's the so best you can do. Almost like a real movie. Yeah, there you go. That's perfect. Yeah, but the, but I, I didn't like I didn't like the graboids in that one. Uh, their designs. I, I, the, the ass blasters just looked. I can't believe I'm complaining about an ass blaster looking bad, but, uh, <laughs> but no, I did. They they had they changed the designs on the ass blasters. Yeah, yeah. They and, they uh, they do they did in plus two. It was very obvious. Uh, for as much as this got released there, which I don't understand. You, you announced this, people were actually excited, but there really wasn't a whole lot of a budget put into this. And I think that's the one thing I just don't understand. It's like, okay, you clearly make money off of this series. You, and especially if you're going back to it how many years later, and even after a TV series, it, there is some, you know fans like it, so I don't understand why there isn't like an invest, more of an investment into the stuff people like, like the ass blasters, the graboids, the things of that nature, because that's what's gonna carry the film a lot of times. But, I mean, it's still a good movie, but I do agree with you, I don't think the effects were as good as in the past. 
And I love the Tremor series. I mean, the first one, the second one, uh, those two, I think, I think the second one is like the surprisingly actually quite good for a direct to sequel. The effects are actually pretty good in that one. Um, and, but that, I, I, I don't think I've seen the fourth one. That's the one when they're in like, is it Western? Yeah, it's yes. like old back, times. Yeah, yeah, back to perfection. It's the prequel. Michael Gross's great grandfather is uh Burt Gummer he's he's in it and basically it's how they how they find out like the graboids have been there and what's mm. going on mm. but and then they made a TV series which I have not yes. seen yeah I haven't either and now they're now they're working on a new TV series with Kevin Bacon yeah the the sci-fi series was actually pretty decent it was cheesy but it was decent and it had Christopher Lloyd in it Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, somewhere Fred Ward is just laughing, you know. Like, <laughs> 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 what happened to Fred Ward? He him? will always have a job as long as there are movies out there that need like a cop. <laughs> I think he was in an episode of that show True Romance, which I uh, no, what I'm no, what am I saying? True, True Detective. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was someone's dad. Mm. Uh, he, he was like dying or, yeah, that first season. I know, the second season. He was mm. Colin Farrell's dad that was a drunk and dying. Cause he had like the badge and, I don't, that whole season was awful. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was, uh, it would be great to see Remo Williams again. Yeah, you know. we, we don't need a, we don't need a Tremors remake. That's what we don't need. Yeah. <laughs> No. Um, so yeah, I watched that, and uh, see, I watched uh, on Netflix. I watched. Uh, <laughs> I had a this movie that made me laugh out loud. It was called "Some of All Fears" with Ben Affleck and Morgan Freeman. It's based on a Tom Clancy novel, and um, okay, about, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the Nazis are trying to get uh, the United States and Russia to destroy each other. Yep. <laughs> and only Ben Affleck can stop them, and it's just. I've never seen, like, Americans portrayed so stupidly as in this movie. I mean, just the pre- the president's secretary of advice is just like, ah, look, wait, somebody bombed us. It must be the Russians. Now let's go bomb them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just incredible. Uh, yeah, I, the uh, hysterically bad movie, I have to say. And I don't know who decided Ben Affleck would play Jack Ryan. But, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, watch those. It's Probably awesome. the same guy who decided he could play Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched The Spectre, the new Bond movie. What'd you think? Because I did not like it at all. I, well, I did not like it either. I, I love that first part where they're in Mexico during Day of the Dead. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was bizarre. That was like a, from a completely different movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, a better movie. <laughs> yeah, and he just, uh, it's crazy. He just, Jumps into a chopper and just beats the living shit out of them and throws them out of the chopper. He, one pulls, by one. he pulls the Roy Scheider Blue Thunder flip the chopper maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> Only my dad can pull that off. I was impressed. Yeah. Um, the bo- and then the Bond song starts, which wasn't very good, I thought. The Bond song. Uh, but the movie was just, I mean, I mean, I, I'm a, I grew up with James Bond. It's, um, it's one of those series that I followed as a kid and I know everyone I know. Everything about James Bond. Uh, but, I don't know, this movie was just, it was, 
it was I almost want to say it was like the Phantom Menace of Bond movies. It was just like it was long. It was just I didn't know what the hell was going on for the most part of the movie. And it's just I don't know. It was just And oh, oh and I was not surprised at all that um what what was the name of the actor who was also singing Glorious Bastards? I forgot his Oh Christoph Waltz. The human yeah. cartoon. Yeah, the human cartoon. The guy's terrible. Oh, uh, yeah, I am Ernst Blofeld. I'm like, yeah, of course you are. <laughs> yep. It's Star Trek Into Darkness all over again. It's like, oh, here's an act. He's playing this character who's this Franz, Franz Oberman or something. And of course he's Blofeld. I mean, everybody knew it. It's like, why did they make such a big secrecy about it? Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't care for it. I, I actually, I think, I think the Bond series, could just stop now, and I don't think anybody would care. I mean, it's like we have 20, 20 Bond movies, and I think they've done everything now with Bond. I don't, I don't think this movie's, I don't think they can do anything more with Bond, you know, in terms of action or, you know, um, so, uh, that's the feeling I got from this movie. It's just like, they are running out, running out of ideas. Yeah. I don't want to see that, that series end, but I, uh, I think it's time to give it to somebody that's not that Sam Mendes dude and maybe get a different James Bond. Maybe. Yeah, give it a rest for a little while. Yeah, about, about five, seven years. And I like, I like Daniel Craig as Bond. He's okay, but I would like to see somebody else. He, he looks like Val, Vladimir Putin. Though. He does look like Vladimir Putin. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, but I was actually talking with a friend of mine about Bond recently and she's felt that Bond only works in the 60s. And I think that... And Tarantino was supposed... was going to do Bond at some point. And it was going to be like a 60s movie, I remember. And I think that's really the only way to do Bond. I think you have to do it in the 60s. Well, we, we uh, had our show with Mike about Spectre, and Mike really liked it, and I, I wasn't too into it, because I just felt... You know, after that opening scene, everything took a backseat, and even the action and the story... I think they completely wasted Dave Batista, but I guess that's like a, <laughs> I guess it's like a James Bond thing, that it was kind of like a homage because they always have these like giant, silent killer, henchman guys, yeah. and that's what he was kind of playing off of. So I guess that's okay, but yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I think the best Bond film I've seen in years is probably Kingsman. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, and we also agreed that we missed like the groovy like sixties seventies uh bad guys with weirdo fucking plots to like destroy the earth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was uh Christopher Watts' plan in this movie? He was trying to see. I'm trying to control like. I forget. That was the problem with that movie. Like the day after I saw it, I remembered the opening scene and then. Just that was it. I couldn't. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I fell asleep at the theater yeah. watching it. So yeah, it just I mean, evaporated from my fucking memory. Yeah, <laughs> it was like the new Star Wars movie. I was just like, that was fun, and then I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> doesn't really hold up. <laughs> so what you been watching, Tim? Uh, let me go. Not nothing. I didn't watch a ton of stuff this week. I had had a really busy week actually. Uh, this week it should be different. I did watch eight more A-Team this week. (laughs) 
<laughs> just Where'd you because. find the A team at? Uh, that's on Encore Suspense now. Or Encore Classic. Did they stop playing Night Court? They stopped playing Night Court, but I found, what is it, the Laugh Channel has been playing various episodes of Night Court, but I'm waiting for it to come back. But they played the, they started from the pilot episode of A-Team, so I watched oh. the first couple episodes of A-Team and totally forgot Dirk uh, Benedict wasn't the original face. No. I, it threw me. Um also was watching, uh, what's that? Oh, I've been watching a bunch of X-Files episodes because I'm getting ready for the new ones coming on. Uh, can't wait for the new when, show to come. When do they premiere? Uh, January 24th. It's a two night thing. Sunday night at 10 o'clock and then Monday night it, uh, continues at 8 o'clock. Oh cool. I will watch them both Monday then. I'm just gonna. Oh yeah, yeah uh, it's... side note. I'm still on Joe D'Amato's IMDB page. Alternate names. There are 71 of them. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's like another Jim Wynorski, yeah. but it, the thing is, at least Wynorski always admitted to it, though. And he's That's got the, he's got this quote that says, "I changed my I changed my name many many times, mainly for the European market because it makes the movies seem like they're American or British. It's better for European distribution." <laughs> <laughs> But anyhow, yeah, I've been I've been watching X Files episodes, getting ready for that. I've always in love X Files. I can't wait for that stuff to come on. Is it? Still, but, are they still all on Netflix? I believe they are. I know. Uh, who is it? Fox is doing it somewhere. I believe like online and something else. Uh, Chiller Channel is playing a bunch of episodes every Sunday. Hey man, so. I gotta get in a fight. I gotta get in a fight with Directv because I was at my parents' house today, right? Mm-hmm. I pay almost, no, I pay over a hundred bucks for my direct TV. They pay like $30 less than me and they get more shit. They <laughs> get more channels. They get the chiller channel. I don't get that. They get El Ray. I don't get El Ray, which sucks because El Ray fucking rules. Yeah, it's, I've looked that up. It is not available around Western Pennsylvania. Man, where I, I'm at. Dude, El Rey will go off the rails like on every, like on a Saturday night and they'll just show Fulci movies all night long. It's fucking great. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, I was gonna say, I think it depends where you're at because it is not available. I was reading about it after I found out it wasn't available here. They don't get, they get that, uh, this channel. I yeah. don't get it. They get, uh, oh, what's the other one we always talk about? Clue? That's a yeah. good channel. They get it. I don't get it. I don't get, uh, like the flicks and the uh MGM HDs and all mm. that shit. I get that. Fucking pisses me to no end. I don't know. I think that's my dad's mutant superpower, though. Like, he can fucking call up DirecTV and scream and yell, and next thing you know, you got an NFL Sunday ticket for free for a year. <laughs> he can do it. I've seen him do it. It's amazing. He's got, like, this skill. He can kill I... sharks and yell at, yell at DirecTV people. I I just want to say something here. I'm looking at Tremors 5, and the director of that movie is working on Kindergarten Cup 2. Yes, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, yep. <laughs> oh, my God. That reminds me, I actually forgot to mention, I saw a, a, a sequel to an to a, to a Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, actually, and that's Jingle All the Way 2. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. They put another one out. Yeah. Starring, starring Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, no, thank you. 
What the fuck? How? Who? Do people actually like that guy? Yeah, in America, yeah, he's huge. I, but he's I, huge to people that are that don't know what funny is. Do you know? What yeah, I mean? the lower like, the IQ, the more popular yeah, he is. He's the he's the base like comedian. He's he's fucking the, terrible, but nobody knows it. That movie, the the last joke in that movie is they're okay. So so they're gonna have a dinner, and what do you know? Oh, Larry the Cable Guy burns the turkey. Oh no! <laughs> and it's like, oh well, guess we're gonna have to go out and eat. And <laughs> 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 it ends. Oh god. Yeah, Larry the Cable Guy is anti-comedy, but it's just over over here in America. We got a bunch of stupid people that think that's comedy, and it's really not. Uh, but, yeah. you know, good luck to the guy. He, he found a character and he ran with it. Oh, yeah, he's come out and even said it. That's It's just a character he came up with. Yeah. But, anyhow, uh, we're going to be talking Deep Blood later, <laughs> to uh. Kyle's disgust. Uh, I did find a movie I texted Kyle about. Philippe, have you seen Android Cop? What? <laughs> Android Cop. It is a bootleg, uh, it's a bootleg Robocop remake movie. Asylum Entertainment, uh, released this and Michael J. White is in it. Oh, I like that dude, I'm about to watch this. Um, no you don't. Uh, you start feeling bad for Michael J. White about 30 minutes in. Oh man. That he had to do this movie at some point for a paycheck. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. It looks pretty awesome, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh dude, it's bad, even the trailer got it wrong. Because the movie says, it opens up, Los Angeles 2037. If you go to the trailer, it says Los Angeles 2045. You're telling me that a movie star, Michael Jai White, as Android Cop, with Kadeem Hardison in the son of a bitch, and Charles S. Dutton. You're yes. telling me this is a bad movie. Oh, I dude. it I It's bad, bad. I, I, I was forcing myself to sit there and watch it. And also... You have an actress named Kay D'Arcy playing a character called Trickshot Granny. I don't believe yes. you, Tim Gross. This sounds like the greatest movie ever. When you- then take my word on it. If you want to abuse yourself, go watch Android Cop. When you when you said Michael J. White, I thought I thought you I, I got it mixed up with Jan Michael Vincent. <laughs> Too no. I was like, is that guy back in movies? <laughs> Only if they got another ro- leg. Yeah, they put robot legs on him. <laughs> Have you seen recent pictures of Jan Michael Vincent, Philippe? I think, yeah, I saw... It's horrible. I don't know why I know him, but I think I saw, like, the mechanic. Oh, uh, yeah, and... Yeah, he's... And that movie, deep. what was it called? He did that one sci-fi film... Extra two to second encounter. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Great movie. Yeah, they rip off Buckaroo Banzai, lock, sock, and barrel in that movie. It's great. No, no, no. It was a film he did with the guy from the A team. George Fapard. Oh, Damnation Alley. Alley, Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yes, I love that flick. Yes, I, I have the 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 DVD they put out was awesome. Yeah, but um. That was a, that was another film. That was a tax shelter film. It was, uh, a Canadian TV movie, supposedly, at one point. Damnation Alley. Yes. Yeah. And huh. it, and it was actually released three years after it was made. Yeah, yeah, but wasn't it like, it was 20th Century 
20th, 20th Century Fox, and they made it at the same time as they were making Star Wars. And Fox had no faith in Star Wars, and they thought Damnation Alley was going to be the big sci-fi movie that year. And of course, it was Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, well, they, well, there's like reshoots, but everybody was still around. But yeah, that movie was like made three years before it came out. It's also got Jackie Earl Haley in it when he was awesome. <laughs> But anyhow, I also watched, I finally went and seen the new Star Wars The Force Awakens movie with my son yesterday. Okay, I want to hear what you both think about it, because I've already said my piece on it. Uh, go ahead, Philippe, if you've seen it, you could go first, I'll let you say right. what you first, have to say. First of all, I, I was just want to say about Android Cop. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was disappointed, because when you said Android Cop, I thought it was going to be like a RoboCop, like he was in full... Because I'm looking at the cover and it's just it's Michael J. White with just a gun. Yes, but there there is a guy that is literally it is bootleg Ru- uh, RoboCop, but the, it's bootleg remake RoboCop. But but you know who should play like a a, a, a new RoboCop and this we're going to talk we're going to talking about Man on Fire soon should be Scott Glenn because that guy is Peter Weller <laughs> if you think about. It. I don't know. I think he's just a, like a fucking skeleton person. Can you imagine a movie starring Peter Weller and Scott Glenn? Just hello, what are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? Right, let's go over here. <laughs> but Peter Weller they, has they charisma. <laughs> they both could go do to keep part two. Yeah, <laughs> that's your new Tarantino movie. We'll lock those two guys in a room and just Tarantino can make them talk about dumb shit that nobody cares about. <laughs> You want to call it uh, cheeseburger in France? No. <laughs> Mumbles the movies. Mumbles. I can't believe I'm talking it, bad about my boy Peter Weller. No, no I love right. Peter Weller. Uh, let's talk about uh, Star, Wars. Star Wars: The Forest Awakens. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think I don't know about you, but I've been dying to see this movie for, for over the years now, when they announced it, because I was like, oh yeah, a new Star Wars movie, and it's not directed by George Lucas. Awesome. It's going to be Disney. <laughs> not that I'm a big fan of Disney, but like, you know, they'll do something interesting, the Star Wars movie, you know? And uh, they announced, you know, the writer was going to be Lawrence Kasdan, who did Empire, and I was like, oh, that's great news. And J.J. Abrams, who I, I, I don't know, I'm not a fan, but I don't hate him either, I'm just, I don't care about him. Uh, and yeah, they're like, it's gonna be episode 7, which is, which was of course mind-blowing when they said it was gonna be episode 7. I couldn't believe it. So episode 7 and everything. And, I went and saw it, uh, with my friends. We were all excited. And, uh, at the end of the movie, I was just like, they fucking remade Star Wars episode 4. <laughs> they remade it. It's the same movie. I've seen this before. Uh, yeah. A, a little droid uh, has some important information and lands on a desert planet, gives it to uh, this uh, uh, person, uh, <laughs> and uh, this person goes off on an adventure with the droid, and and what do you know, this evil empire has built a giant Death Star, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was just like sitting there going, analyzing it, going, I mean, when the, uh, when the titles come up and it's music blaring you know it's like oh awesome but as soon as the plot began and you know everything was ha- and it's like wait a minute we've been through this before <laughs> is it going to blow up another Death Star <laughs> I mean that was the thing that 
bugged me the most about it. Just like, are we doing this again? Really? I mean, even Harrison Ford is just like, okay, how do we destroy it? And we've done this before. <laughs> uh, and in fact, they could have cut that out of the movie. And I don't think anybody would care. I mean, because when that that giant super Death Star blows up in this movie, did you guys even care? I mean, did you even flinch when that happened? I I was sitting there and I was like, I liked it all. I I thought, like, we talked, you haven't heard this yet, but we talked last week with Dano about this. And my problem with with the new Star Wars was, I like, everyone loves Star Wars because the bad guys are so fucking awesome. And I just felt like they didn't have any good bad, they had that General Hux guy was Mm -hmm. fucking awesome as shit. And that's a, I, I was not a fan of Kylo Ren at all. Uh, I just, that Captain Phasma, that's Brianna Tarth, and you wasted that fucking character. She just shows up and get punched in the face and thrown down a garbage chute. I know there's probably going to be more in the next one, but she didn't do anything. I just but, thought there was a very lack of awesome bad guys. It's just strange, like you have... Because uh, you have that one scene where Finn fights that one stormtrooper. Yeah, with the like, uh, Billy Club that, thingy. Yeah, shouldn't that be General Phasma fighting him at that point? Mm-hmm. Why isn't this random stormtrooper shouting, Traitor! Like, it should be Phasma. Yeah. Clearly. I mean, it's one of those moments where you go, why am I not making this movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I, no, 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 I like that bitch, uh, Kylo Ren, actually. Uh, he was like, I mean, I, I see, I saw what they were trying to do with this character who's supposed to be this evil Luke Skywalker, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that he is, you know, conflicted, he's like, being drawn to the light side, and, uh, and he's probably, I mean, I don't know if he's gonna turn to be, if he's gonna be a good guy in the next movies to come, but, he, you see that he's supposed to be more of a gray character, I think. Yeah. And he's not supposed to be the, he's not supposed to be Darth Maul or, fucking General Grievous or whatever. <laughs> like, he's not supposed to be any of those, you know, super awesome bad guys. He's supposed to be this very sort of human character who wants to be Darth Vader, but... And, of course, when, when I saw pictures of this guy, I was like, oh, my God, they, they created a new Darth Vader, haven't they? And, of course, but they make a big deal about it. It's like, oh, yeah, he wants to be Darth Vader, but he's no Darth Vader. Nobody can be Darth Vader. <laughs> um, so, I, I don't know. Like, Like, this movie was like... How long was this movie? Like two hours and ten minutes or something? Something like that. It felt like 80 minutes. It went by so fast. Like, it was just, maybe it's because they do all the exposition during the action sequences. Like, they're always like, everything is always moving so quickly. Like, like I was like, well, hold on. Like, take it easy. Like, slow down a moment here and, you know, try to tell a story here or something. You know. Uh, so, I thought they, like, it felt like they rushed this movie. It felt like, I don't know, it felt like, it didn't feel like, it wore, it didn't feel like a movie. Like, it felt like a, an episode of, you know, of something. <laughs> Which sounds strange. But, you know, the, all the previous Star Wars movies feels like they tell a story from beginning to end, you know. Mm-hmm. Which this one felt like, oh, I gotta watch the next, next one to, you know, get the full gist of this, whatever, the story, you know. Yeah. So, I, I was not satisfied by the end of this movie. Like, I wanted more. You know, not in a, like when I, I mean, of course, when you watch, you know, when you saw Star Wars for the first time, you know, the originals, you're like, yeah, I can't wait to see the next one. But this one was more like, ah, I'm, no, no, I want, 
this is not a good ending. This is not this story wasn't good enough. You know? Yeah. So that's how I, I felt. And again, I mean, you have fucking Lawrence Kasdan writing this one, and the Empire guy, and he. <laughs> <laughs> Is he C now? Did he forget that he wrote the second one and he just thought he wrote the first Star Wars movie? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what is this? Like, it's like, we built a new Death Star, you know, it's like for the first time. and this is Yeah, that's like, another problem I had with it. I'm like, come on, uh, you know, this, this is, <laughs> we've done this two or three times, Empire, when are you going to get your shit straight? Uh, Death Stars don't work. Yeah, yeah, I, they didn't, they didn't need to go that big. With the whole finale, like this stuff was blowing up, that, that it, it, like I was more interested in what the characters were doing, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I think they could have stuck it like that. Uh, and of course, I mean, should we uh, spoil the? Oh, we uh, always yeah. Go ahead. We we talked about it last week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Indiana Jones dies in this movie. Yep. Uh, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> uh, and it was like first I was like, oh, they're gonna kill him off, aren't they? But then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Harrison Ford has been wanting to kill off Harrison Solo since the 80s. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, he died. Um, and, uh, he looked pretty dead. I don't think we're gonna be seeing him again. No. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I have to say, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, I mean, they were some, they were borderline mummies in this, in this movie. I mean, weren't they? I mean, they were, <laughs> they looked like they could barely move. I don't know. I thought I thought Harrison Ford was pretty cool, especially when they they finally found him and what he was up to. He's just like searching for the Millennium Falcon and kind of like taking on odd jobs, and he's got monsters on the spaceship and shit. I thought that was pretty cool. I want yeah. a whole movie of that. <laughs> but I mean, Carrie Fisher, she is just all fucked up. I thought. Yeah. I mean, she you could tell. I mean, she could barely move her mouth. I thought. And in fact. Well, it's so funny when uh, they land on that planet and they're going to go enter this temple and uh, Harrison Ford is like, well, remember now, whatever you do, don't look at her. She, you know, whatever you do. Just don't. And I'm like, is he talking about Carrie Fisher? Are they preparing us for Carrie Fisher? <laughs> <laughs> but now, of course, no, it's that little jello creature. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Chewbacca thought he did not look good. Yeah. I mean... Really? No, and like he looked like I went back and looked at Shabak in the preview in the original films, and he looked like when you see those close up of him, like I I, I guess it's the actor with like a mask on, mm-hmm. but but he, it looks fucking real in those original. He looks like yeah, you're looking at the close up, it looks real. And in here, and I don't think I can't remember if I ever got a really good close up of Chewbacca in, in this new one, but he looked really fake for some reason. Like he looked really. I know he wasn't computer animated, but he, he looked computer animated for some reason. I don't know, he looked, he looked really strange. Uh, I do like how yeah. this next movie in the first one, in The Force Awakens, I cannot yeah. wait until Chewbacca is gonna wreck fucking shop in the second one. Oh sure. Because uh, he, they set him up to be like, he is gonna fuck up stuff in the second yeah, one. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd yeah, say the good, the, the thing I liked about this movie though, I mean, uh, vis- uh technically, uh, visually this movie looks great. Mm-hmm. It's a great looking film. I thought it looked great. Um, I like the characters. Uh, I like Finn. I like, uh, Ray. I thought they actually were pretty appealing characters, which is very important in a Star Wars movie. Because, I mean, we, I don't think anybody liked the characters in the prequels. 
there were no characters there to enjoy. But here, I mean, like, like they're real. And, uh, they feel like real people. And, uh, yeah, they, I like them. And, um, I don't know, I had, needless to say, I had mixed feelings on this new Star Wars movie. But I, I do want to see episode 8. And hopefully, they're not going to remake Empire Strikes Back or something. They better not, you know, carbonite Finn or whatever, <laughs> whoever in the next one. What'd you think, Tim? I enjoyed the movie. This is, like, for me, this is what I call a popcorn movie. I, I mean, it literally is. And yes, everybody, what they're saying, it's like the first movie. Yeah, it is. They really did go out of their way to get everybody back on track and understand what's going on. But I enjoyed it for what it is. Now, the one thing I question myself on, is it as good as the originals? No, it isn't. Uh, but is it an improvement over the prequels? Yes. The one thing I hope this movie and the next two movies does is, like, the kids... Like when we were kids and seeing seeing Star Wars for the first time, I'm hoping it makes them fans of these next three movies. Like, and that's why I'm glad they're introducing the Ray character and some of the other younger characters. Now, I, and again, good movie. I don't think it was great, but it's good. But the one thing that bothered me that I was looking for, I was looking for more Luke Skywalker. When they ended it with just that, I was kind of like, okay, I watched this whole movie, and he's in it for 30 seconds. Yeah, but that look he has on his face, it tear your fucking heart out, man. I, it just, but I want, see, I went there to see him. You know what I'm saying? If there was one thing I wanted to see from the uh, the old ones, I wanted to see Luke Skywalker. That was my thing. But I did enjoy it. I thought it was cool. I liked the Millennium Falcon thing. I liked the whole, hey, I know I'm going to die in this. Ray's going to take over for me. Chewbacca's already accepted her kind of thing. But I do agree with you. Yeah, Chewbacca's going to fuck shit up in the second movie. Yeah, that's all it should be is Chewbacca wrecking shop. Because you know that's going to happen. It's going to be that kind of thing. You could see it coming. But I, it just, I liked it. It, it just, for me, though, it's, it, it was just, it was, uh, it's a popcorn movie. I mean, I'm not gonna say it was, I'm not gonna really say anything bad about it, but I'm, I prefer the first three movies that came out, episode four, five, and six, than I do this movie. But it was still a lot of fun, and it was great to have something to, watch again and be worthy of watching than those three fucking stupid ass prequels that came out. Mm-hmm. Let, listen to Richard Roper here. Now this is a popcorn movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's well uh, for me I, I, the reason I say that for me it's just it's I, I call it a popcorn movie because that's if to me that's all it is. It I don't have a strong opinion. Let's put it that way. And when I don't have a strong opinion, but a lot of people are kind of like out there and just like the Avengers, I consider popcorn movies. Yeah. Uh, Battleship. Yeah. Stuff like that. Just a lot of stuff going on. It's a lot of fun. You're able to shut your brain off. Sure. Um, you're not, you don't have to know what's going on, be, you know, after the movie or what's led up to it. It is, that's why, I, what I, that's my definition of a popcorn movie. You can literally sit down, eat some popcorn, just enjoy what it is, is mindless entertainment, which sometimes that makes a good movie. 
And my, my, my definition of a popcorn movie is Street Fighter the movie. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> With Jean Claude Van Damme <laughs> and Raul yeah, Julia. That's right. That's right. <laughs> But like I said, I mean, everybody makes valid points, whether you're talking about the Death Star and everything. I just, I don't have a dog in this fight when trying to discuss Star Wars. I really don't. I'll say this, though, and I can't, I'm going to say this in the, in the prequels defense. Um, Sorry, I'm a bit drunk. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) That the prequels were at least, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of homages to the original films in those movies, but at least and now, of course, they've only made one new Star Wars movie yet, but at least Lucas didn't try to, you know, redo the, the original film when he made the prequels. Like, the prequels, as bad as they are, I thought, okay, well, at least those prequels have at least sort of original plots. You know, they have some, like, some new imagery, whereas... This one didn't have that. This one, I know what they're trying to do with this new one. It's like going back to the originals, and it's got the million Falcon. But it was almost like they were almost like playing it very safe with this. Yeah, movie. yeah. I I know what you're saying there, but I also believe too. Uh, this I I think there's just way too much time has passed since the originals. No, I don't. I don't agree with that at all. I see. I do. For maybe, I think, maybe. I think that if this was would have came a few years after Return of the Jedi, I think I would be that much more into it. Yeah, because then you wouldn't have like super old Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford running but, around. Have you Have you guys read those Star Wars books? Because uh, they, they, they somebody wrote a trilogy back in the nineties, episodes supposed to be episode seven, eight, and nine. Uh, what was it called? Hair of the Empire. And uh, have, you read the, have you guys read these? Uh, I have not, but uh, there's a bunch of those out there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've played the great, video games, and that's about it. But there was a great bad guy in those books. He was like a, he was like an admiral for the, the fleet, the, um, the Empire. Was fleet. his name Zizor or some shit like that? No, Admiral Fron was his name. Oh, he was I don't like know. this. He, was like, he looked like a complete. He looked like a human, but he was blue, and he had red eyes, and he had this white suit. And, he just and he was like this master uh, strategist, and I thought and I saw pictures of him. I'm like, that's a cool bad guy. I know they don't want to use like anything from like the expanded universe, as it's called, but yeah, that's a cool bad guy. I thought I would love to see him on a film. I I did. I fucking love that General Hux. That guy was <laughs> fucking great. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, he was baby yeah. David Warner was what he was. I loved it. I didn't think of David Warner. I thought of the guy. He looked like he looked like an extra from Harry Potter. I thought. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know where you're coming uh, from. But, yeah, he was kind of, uh, he was very, uh, I mean, like, when he was talking to Kylo Ren there, he was like, uh, Kylo Ren was trying to be, like, really tough, and Mineral Hawks was just, like, talking back to him right away. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, as far as bad guys go, I don't know if, they, if they'll pull a George Lucas and just kill off every bad guy to do, and then they create in the sequels, you know, I don't know. They get this cool bad guy in episode eight, and then he dies, and the new one comes up. And I, I don't know, but um, uh, oh, speaking of bad guys, I mean that giant, there, the the leader, the supreme leader. Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm gonna wait until obviously that's gonna be a character expanded on in the next ones. Yeah, but I have to say, horrible design. Yeah. Like that, 
the fuck is that? That looks like Voldemort something. Like I, he looks like something. he looks like Paul from the. From the movie, Paul? <laughs> yes! As soon as I showed him, I was like, okay, where's Simon Pegg and Nick Frost at? I was right. I didn't think about that, but you're 100% right. I was waiting yeah. for Jason Bateman to show up and, <laughs> and to be on the run to another Comic-Con. Yeah, it's just very, uh, just very boring-looking character. I thought. It's like, I mean, I... Maybe and I, and I, is he get first? I was like, oh no, is this character supposed to be like a giant or something? But no, no. But then holograms are like whenever they do holograms in Star Wars, they're like they're big, right? Yeah, I wondered the same thing too. Yeah, but I, I hope it's a guy in a in makeup. In, in well, it's I don't know this Andy Circus shit. It's I don't know. Oh, They've yeah. got him, so I'm sure it'll be something. Although I'm I'm solely like. Just get really kind of bored with the Sandy Circus, computer-aided, Planet of the Apes, uh, Gollum <laughs> shit going on, man. Yeah. Get a get a guy in a suit. Come on, I don't care if it's Sandy Circus. Just fuck it. Yeah, I don't a care suit. if uh, I don't care if it's Rick Baker. You know, yeah. <laughs> What else you see, Tim? Uh, besides that, we're gonna be talking Man on Fire, which I watched. I knew there was another one on there uh, out there because of talking to John Cross. Uh, but never seen it up until this week. And then I watched Goodnight Mommy, which I'm glad we didn't do that for the show. And I'll tell you what, uh, anybody that actually says that's a good movie, I question what you think is good. I don't need to Now I've heard you talk say bad, it's not good. I've heard Joe say it's not good. I don't. It, it's not horrible, but there's just. Not really a payoff. It's like you, you watch the first five minutes, you know what's gonna happen. It's kinda like watching that, uh, chiller movie that came out this past year called The Boy. You, you know what's gonna go down, and then you sit there for over an hour and a half watching a movie, and you're kinda like, yeah, I just wasted my time watching this. Yeah, it's, it sounds like when I tried to watch that new, uh, Shamalama ping pong movie, The Visit, and I watched it for about ten minutes and figured it out, and I was like, I don't need to fucking watch this. this is, I'm gonna waste my time. Oh, which uh, talking about Shamalama yeah, ding dong? Yeah, we're gonna talk about it. Oh Jesus! Somebody, somebody was telling me about that yesterday, and I was just like, I hope everybody involved gets AIDS. I was just like, this just pissed me off to no end that that's gonna happen. The Visit? No. Uh, we'll talk about it later. I'll, yeah, I'll you'll, you'll understand. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. But I watched some cool shit. I finally, oh, I watched it three weeks ago. I just keep forgetting to talk about it. Uh, I watched that documentary you sent me, Destroy Cleveland. Yes. About the fucking hardcore punk scene in Cleveland in the 90s. Yes. Uh, the Slow Mutants guy, George De La Rosa, is that his name? Yep, Jorge De La Rosa. Yeah. I call him George anyhow. Yeah, because it's spelled the same. That guy's awesome. Yes. And this fucking documentary is awesome. These people are fucking crazy. <laughs> At least back in the, back in, you know, the shit they're talking about. I can't believe, like, the Cleveland punk rock scene was like that. And I'll tell you what, if I was around Cleveland, I would have been at those shows. Because I was at all those kind of shows in Indianapolis and all that shit. I never saw anybody bring a fucking muffler into a fucking mosh pit, though. <laughs> that would have been cool. And I, I 
just those people were fucking nuts and I loved it and I gotta find that band what was that one band they were talking about Gordon Soley motherfucker yes it's about wrestling <laughs> they sing about wrestling it did fucking maneuvers and shit that sounds like the greatest idea of all fucking time I'm, I'm finding that band but uh yeah I love shit like that that is my up my fucking alley that is just as good as a documentary as that American Hardcore, which is, you know, a little bit better, but I'm sure these, these slow mutants guys check their stuff out. It's good shit. And I know what, what was the other documentary they did? Oh, I've got it. It's on the, it's called, uh, Gangrene, the story of that. Yes. The story yeah. of Dink. Yep. And Dink. That's really yes. good too. He gave me that at Wasteland because that guy's a cool dude. Yeah, I enjoy what he does. He's done a lot of cool stuff over the years. Yeah, he's, you know, that's a guy that I will watch any documentary he makes on any any fucking topic. It's fucking He's the dude cool I was shit. drinking slits with. Oh, I don't know if I could fucking vouch for but the, he, it, the beer. But, but <laughs> yeah, he'll every time he sees me, he brings yingling too, though. Yeah, that guy's got beer coming for me when I see him at Wasteland, because that's a good fucking documentary, people. Uh, I think you can get it on the internet. Just look up the Slow Mutants. Yep. Um, I watched today, uh, Dana was talking about it last week. I got to see Sicario, which mm. is probably the movie that will win Best Picture because it's Oscar bait, but it's fucking good. It's about, uh, what is it? About? It's about like, you know, you've got the Mexican cartels and Josh Brolin plays this kind of like, uh, Department of Defense spook dude, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he's got, uh, Benicio del Toro, who's one of my favorite fucking actors as like his henchman. And they wrangle this girl in to come over the border and do a bunch of technically legal stuff to kind of entice the drug lords over there. Basically they go over to Mexico to cause havoc, mm-hmm. hoping that that'll bring the drug lords out of hiding and then they could get them. And Benicio del Toro is fucking awesome in this movie. He is just what Dave Batista tried to be in inspector, what they would have let him be had they wrote a good part for him. It's great, but it, it, it'll probably win best picture, even though Fury road will, you know, deserves it, but that's yeah. just not the kind of movie that, you know, the, the Academy awards fucking, Acknowledges as a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from the director of, of uh, Prisoners. Yeah, and that made my number one movie of two years ago. Because mm. Prisoners is. Have you seen that yet, Tim? What movie is that again? Prisoners. No. That's what I thought you meant, and that's why I was asking. Hugh Jackman and. No, I have not seen that. Oh man, it's good. Fucking check it out, man. It is bizarre and it's a it's a kidnapping movie it's fucking great but i watched that uh what else was my list i watched straight out of compton how was that i'm a white dude who was never into nwa or any rap at all because Mm -hmm. i found slayer and that's all i needed (laughs) i didn't need anything (laughs) else Uh, i found slayer at a young age and didn't need any of this rap stuff uh it's really good like, like, it's, it's fucking Paul Giamatti. He doesn't do bad anything. 
Yeah. But I question, like, a lot of people, and I don't care either way if it's factual or not, but when Ice Cube and Dr. Dre produce it, and Mm -hmm. those two come out looking like the fucking good guys, I kind of question that. But the guy who played Easy e was really good. The guy who played fucking Ice Cube could probably pass for Ice Cube on the on the street. It's, yeah, it's pretty cool. I liked it. You know, I have no stake in this gangster rap shit. I don't, I don't care. But I, I recommend it. It's a really good fucking movie. And I watched. I felt like the world champion because I fucking watched 17 minutes of the Rocky Horror Picture Show before I turned it off. <laughs> I fucking broke my record. <laughs> I can't stand that movie, but I watched 13 minutes of it. And that is all I watched. I, I can't believe my dad forced me to watch that movie when I was a kid. He did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That is like, one movie like, I have never been able to understand. Like, I, 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 I get it. I get the love for it, but for me, I just do not like that movie at all. My... My dad wouldn't let me watch The Godfather or Pulp Fiction, but he let me watch this movie. <laughs> the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's one of those things you really, um, first off, you have to see it in yeah, a theater I, at midnight. Right, and I have never seen it with like any kind of participation or anything like that, so. Yeah, it, it, it's hard to explain, but yeah, you really do gotta see it like that. I love shock treatment. I think shock treatment's better. Yeah, you know, I can say this about Rocky Horror Picture Show. I mean, Tim Curry is amazing in that movie. Mm-hmm. He, is. he is. I mean, it is. A, there's a reason why that he is remembered for that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, although for me, he'll always be that. Uh, oh, was it that hotel in? He, uh, he, for me, I'll remember him from Home Alone too. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll always remember him as Hector Hoboka from Tongo. Another great movie, if you, neither of you have seen it, is the movie Clue, based on the board game. He does a wonderful, it, he does a wonderful job in there as the butler. Yeah, and Lee Ving's in it, so that's a that's a fucking good movie already. Yeah, it's a it's a funny movie that didn't get its due during the eighties, but there's a lot of there's a lot of articles recently talking about the nostalgia of that film and why it failed, but became like this weird cultish film over the years because. It does, it plays in, like, once or twice a year in certain theaters, and it shows all four endings to it. Which I never even knew was a thing until, like, you told me last year. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to these sort of uh, 70s rock and roll musicals, I mean, the one I can think of that I really like is Phantom of the... Uh, Paradise? Uh, Par- Paradise, yeah. Yep. That one is good, I think. Let me, rec- have you ever seen Get Crazy? Uh, no. If you love Phantom of the Paradise, you'll love Get Crazy. It's mm. a little hard to find, but I don't think it's on DVD, but we, we covered it a long time ago. It's got Malcolm McDowell, and Malcolm McDowell, it's pretty much Phantom of the, it's the same thing. And Malcolm McDowell has a talk of penis. Does, does he and the penis sing? Yes. No, he sings. He's kind of like a, a Ziggy Stardust kind of glam rocker dude. But it's got oh who's in that Tim? Who's in Get Crazy? It's got the girl from Halloween three, uh, <laughs> the guy who does Kevin Arnold's inner monologue voice. Oh Jesus! Oh who's that? He's in Home Alone. Oh fuck! Not Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. Yeah. Exactly. Is it Daniel, Daniel Stern? Stern? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's got yeah. Electric Larry, the fucking drug dealer robot. Clint uh, Howard is in it, I think. Yeah. Lee Ving. It's great. Yeah. You you would if you like that, you'll love Get Crazy. Check that one out. Uh, yeah, that one's got a seven on IMDb, so it's like a good movie. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking of like these crazy musicals. I watched that documentary about um, the Canon films, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a, they did a lot of those weird ones. That's a great, great documentary. Mm-hmm. And the show clips from that movie, The Apple. I have heard that is fucking nuts. It's mind-boggling. I couldn't believe I was watching. I have to Take see a- that. He can buy the by Apple. <laughs> and then you have the guy who looks like Dracula is singing about being the master or something, and it's an incredibly racist song or something. <laughs> that just also gave me an idea. <laughs> that just gave me an idea. Someone needs to make Manos the Hands of Fate the musical. <laughs> it's worth dying. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's all it would be. Torgo running around would be awesome. Anyway... I did this uh, thing. Let's do a new segment, Tim. New segment time. Okay. This is called alternate re- Kyle's Alternate Reality Casting. Okay. I took my favorite movie of all time. I might do this every once in a while. Yeah. I took my favorite movie of all time, Evil Dead 2, and I'm going to recast it for an alternate universe. Oh, is this all because of the Bill Paxton thing? Yes. And okay. There we go. Number one, I am reca- recasting Evil Dead 2, and Ash will be played by 1987 crazy-ass Bill Paxton. Um, Jake is going to be played by Fred Gwynn, Herman Munster. Uh, Bobby Joe is going to be played by Susan Sarandon. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> she fits the Bobby Joe, you know, you kind say of so. Billy tomboy if you say so. But still good looking, and she can swallow an eyeball like a champ. Come on. Um, Annie Noby will be played by Linda Carter. Uh, Linda is going to be played by Linnea Quigley. Okay. And uh, what's his face? Evil Ed? They don't, Ed mm-hmm. His name's Ed Getley, but, you know, the blonde QVC guy? Yeah. That is going to be played by the actor by the name of Robert Prescott. And if you don't know who that is, that is the blonde kid Kent from uh, Real Genius. Jesus. And if you can't picture that guy, we'll just throw Anthony Edwards in that role. <laughs> <laughs> Can you throw Anthony Edwards from Gotcha in there? No, this is Anthony Edwards, like, Revenge of the Nerds era. Uh, that's a, that was shortly before Gotcha. Go- I've never seen Gotcha. <laughs> you should see Gotcha. I've never seen Gotcha. I've never seen Tracks with Shadow Stevens either. <laughs> I would uh, I would recast Evil Dead Two with just Dan Michael Vincent playing every role. <laughs> the one man Joe. The one man that would be good. His legs and Michael J. White. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's alternate universe re- recasting, but. Let's get on to our normal segments. I got a couple Can You Dig It's, guys. Go for it. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Okay, let's talk about it. No, I don't want to talk about it because I think it's blasphemy. Bing Bong. (laughs) 
M. Night Shyamalama Ping Pong is going to produce Tales from the Crypt, a new series. Well, he's going to, you know, whatever, dig up. He's going to make more Tales from the Crypts for TNT. What do you guys think? Is this a, a fucking bad idea? Oh, Jesus Christ. This this is almost, almost. Well, it's only going to be 13 episodes. This is almost as bad as when somebody got the bright idea. Hey, let's put Masters of Horror on NBC. <laughs> Would that last two or three episodes? Yes. And I don't think this will fill out the 13-episode uh. run. What do you think about this, Philippe? Were you a big Tales from the Crypt fan? And what do you think uh, about this fucking hack doing it now? Well, well, I've seen episodes of Tales from the Crypt. I don't think it was ever on. I don't think it was ever on TV here in Sweden, but I've seen episodes of that show. That's a shame. And, That's a good series. Yeah, um, and I would say if an episode ends, if an episode has like a surprise ending and it ends with with the Crypt, with, what was it called, the Crypt Keeper? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, if it ends with him saying, "What a twist!" Then I'll probably like. It. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tales from the Crypt. I do not like. I don't know how well, Shadow Mama Ping Pong gets jobs anymore. Well, you I, know I, this show's being made without the Crypt Keeper. Yes, no Crypt Keeper. And I right there, I was just like, um, nope. There's no movie to talk about, or show to talk about. Then you're only doing it for the name and do something else. Do do the yes. same idea, just. But I, but I just read, I read uh, some news, I think it was today, that Shyamalan confirmed that Crypt Keeper was going to be on the show. I think there's conflicting reports yeah, out there. Yeah, the things I'm reading on Twitter and other stuff is uh, the Crypt Keeper is sole property of HBO. Yes. And they're but, refusing to let go of it. But they own... Uh, but they so own that character, did... just not the name Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Oh, so it's like, no, I was just about to say it's like the Friday 13 series, but it's not. Right. <laughs> they, they, I mean, they could make like a, a fucking another guy. They, yeah, mean, you're you're in the right ballpark, but yeah, it's not exactly that. It doesn't have to be the Crypt Keeper. It could be what was the other ones, the Witch it be, and. No, it could be it could be Tom Savini from Creepshow too. Just yeah, throw him. Just <laughs> no, just throw nowadays Tom Savini, no makeup. <laughs> If I could throw him on there, I would watch it. <laughs> this sounds like such a bad fucking idea. Oh, yeah. Such a bad idea. Okay. On to the next one. Uh, Vincent Price. Uh, we're going to get the Vincent Price Collection Part 3. I love these ones. I've got the, the first two are great. This one includes An Evening with Edgar Allan Poe from 1970, Cry of the Banshee from 1970, Diary of a Madman from 1963, Master of the World from 61, The Tower of London from 62. Uh, wait, 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 did you say Diary of a Madman? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're, I don't know about this one, man. They're scraping the bottom of the barrel for Vincent Price movies. Well, that's what they usually do, though. No, they've got all the good ones on, on Collection 1 and 2, man. Last well, Man on Earth is on there. Yeah, but see, that's what you're saying. They got all the good ones. Yeah, this is, uh, it's coming out from, from Screen Factory. I don't know. I uh, think I, I'm gonna skip this one. Screen Factory releases a lot of shit, isn't it? Well, um, let's talk about I mean, more Screen Factory releases. Pieces <laughs> three and four? I mean, come on. Yeah. 
they announced that I, I, I'm kind of excited by this, but I, I don't know. Uh, they are re-releasing Chainsaw Part 2 on Blu-ray. Ah, yes. Uh, new extras, all kind. Um, I can dig this, but at this point it's quadruple dipping. But if yeah, they this, have found, this is starting to smell like, but, but uh, wait, Army of Darkness. Yeah, if they have, there's supposedly so much shit that is just missing from this. The whole scenes that, are, that have just been missing forever. If they've found any of those, I'm down with this. Yeah, but uh, a lot of that stuff is in the MGM version or whatever new DVD right. that came out a couple of years ago. No, right, like even more talk. shit. You're not just talking about the scene with Joe Bob Riggs? No, there's supposed to be like so much shit that there's just. That, that then is, that I then I'm is. gonna call BS on that because I would think somebody would make a bigger deal about this coming out. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it just 40 minutes of uh, outtakes of Dennis Hopper running around screaming. Rah! I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But they announced that. Uh, they also announced Death Becomes Her, which is oh. just you know it's an okay movie. Yeah. Uh, that snake movie. <laughs> That's like its 28th DVD release. Yeah. Um, this one's cool, Tim. Alzado in the Destroyer in a double feature yes. with Edge of Sanity with Anthony Perkins. Yes. Now the Destroyer that was one that's been delayed, and this is like its second or third time that this was going to be released. That needs to be out there. Did, yeah, I hope it does. Edge of Sanity has been out there, but it was an overseas DVD. He's got a sniper scope on a fucking power drill, Tim. Yes, I know. Dude, I can't wait. I hope it comes out. I want That is a Blu-ray I would buy. And, and that's it. Yeah, I'm buying that one. I'm buying... I'll probably buy Chainsaw 2 because I don't have it on Blu-ray. But they also uh, announced uh, John Carpenter's Village of the Damned. Ooh, man. Which, that's probably the worst John Carpenter movie, and it's still yep. just, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, there was mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, it, well, Chainsaw 2, I, I have that on Blu-ray, actually. I have the Arrow video release, that one, which is really good. It's a good release. Uh, what were the extras on the Screen Factory? They oh. haven't announced them yet. Okay, it's going to be like a 40-minute interview with Toby Hooper just mumbling. Probably drinking Dr. Pepper. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I had this idea for Shanzar, too. You know, I, I, I don't mind having... Uh, okay, we, we can put the fucking kibosh on any more Army of Darkness releases. After this, this hopefully is the ultimate end-all, be-all Chainsaw 2 release. Nope. Nope. Don't think so? Nope. No. If if we could get a commentary track from Bill Mosley as Chop Top in this, because be, what they're doing is making up for lost time, in my opinion. It, it's one of those things. It is a popular movie yeah. among horror movie fans, and this one is guaranteed. And I'm telling you, when MGM announced that, I bet you it was one of MGM's bigger DVD releases of the year because of how much it sold. And I'm telling you... You're talking this about is, that gruesome edition? Yes. And I'm telling you, 
this is called, hey, we know horror fans are gonna buy, keep buying this no matter what. And I'm, I'm, this is one of many additions. This is gonna be a once a year thing. Think so? Yep, I, it's gonna be like your birthday. <laughs> keep coming, man. Screen Factory should release, uh, Chainsaw 4 with a Matthew McConaughey commentary track. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get a, a fucking Blu-ray of 3? Does that exist, Tim? Uh, oh. it would be nice, but yeah. I, I know it was a just, it was hard just to get that DVD out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have that DVD. It's a really, like, packed DVD. Like, yeah. yeah. Just, like, a documentary and weird scenes. And, so much and the behind movie. the stuff. Behind the scenes and the stuff. Mo- and the movie is not even that great. <laughs> it's like, oh, 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 Chainsaw Three good. is fucking great. It's glorious. <laughs> you can't, you not say that movie. I'm sorry. Kid Fray uh, running around talking about fucking milk lumberjacks, seeing them all the time. I don't know. I, that movie just—it's not crazy enough for me. Oh, I think it's fucking crazy as shit. <laughs> I, it's crazy as shit, but I—I I will give you that, Philippe. It, it could have been. Crazier, and I think Alfredo if, brings it. In that movie, man. You got yeah, I th- I also that. do believe though with Jeff Burr behind it, and them did not committing. They committed to Jeff Burr too late into the film to get him on board, and I think uh, New Line Cinema wasn't totally committed getting that movie out there in Horrorland, and that movie just being plagued by ratings. I think you might have had more of a what you're looking for. Jeff Burr, who did uh, Pumpkinhead 2 and Stepfather 2. Uh, Everything Jeff Burr does is gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. Alfredo, yeah, he definitely steals the movie. She liked it! She liked it just fine! <laughs> Fucking I, love I, that I, guy. How does it bring this bitch like you know how to use that thing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty goddamn good, you backwoods motherfucker! It's so funny when I see that actor in other movies, I just go. He's always playing the president! Yeah, which, <laughs> senators or something. Yeah. Yeah, it should be Alfredo in every movie. Yeah, I want the Alfredo's. Here's what we do. Here's here here we go, Tim. We don't need to release Chainsaw One anymore. Been done to death. I don't think yep. you can beat that Dark Sky release. We we start a company, uh, Bloodbath. Fucking, I don't know. We'll team up with P in Your Butt Productions with uh, Tristan Darley Martin. We'll, we'll okay. release Chainsaw Two. With with a Mosley uh, as Chop Top commentary, we release three with an Alfredo commentary, and we release four with a McConaughey commentary. Fucking shut it down. No more Chainsaw movies ever need to be made. <laughs> shut the fucking show down. But anyway, uh, we got to talk about it. We lost another one, Tim. Guys, yeah, I literally when you said when you texted, I did not turn on the computer until like six o'clock. And as soon as I turned on Facebook, it was up there, real big, and I was just like, "Oh, yeah, that hurts." We lost Angus Scrim, guys. Oh yeah, fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. But- I I still haven't told my daughter yet. Oh no. Yeah, she's gonna take it bad. I know she will. <laughs> yes, she will. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But, but, I mean, he lived a long life. I mean, yeah. Been, oh, yeah, 89 should, years old. We should all live like that, like him and Lemmy. Yeah, um, and, too, and it was really cool how many people have come out and just talked about how nice of a dude he was and 
how like he wasn't even though he is considered maybe a not lesser known but kind of not to the forefront of horror like the Jasons, the Freddies and everything like that. Oh, I put him up there. He, uh, but a lot of people don't. But I think he's made a more of an impact because it was just one of those very cool in-depth characters that they could make ten more movies and you'd still be learning more about him. It, it just the tall man was a great character in general, and it was cool to see Angus Grimm. And that's what's going to make Phantasm Five that so much sweeter. That's the only thing I was thinking of. Was like it was a bummer that he didn't get to see that come out. Are they, yeah. Are they- have they finished that movie, or I mean, <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> it's we we we. What'd you hear, Tim? Like summer? Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Late summer is the is what I read last year when everybody was saying, "Oh, where do, where is this?" Somebody wrote an article about uh, just basically saying what's going on with it, and it's based. Uh, what's happening is okay. Our is this, are we getting this for a theater release? And if not, you no, know, like, how are we true. setting this up for on demand? And basically it's all making sure all the I's, I's are dotted, T's are crossed, and who's getting what m- money cut. And basically it's, uh, companies throwing their hats in the ring of who wants to release it. Because mm-hmm. I do, because the DVD rights to this movie is going to be, spectacular. Yeah. Let's just say it's going to be well worth its effort. I mean, the movie could bomb horribly and the DVD is still going to sell. Uh, to quote Skeletor, you know, everything comes to he who waits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of waiting, Ed Quillen bombed us again, Tim. We got questions. Yes, I see now he was at Wallions were talking. And I, I just want to, well, I, I will never forget in my entire life, that Texas, or Texas, not Texas Frightmare, uh, that where me and you were hanging out at the Fright Night Film Festival outside screaming about fucking Barry Windham. <laughs> Up rules, Philippe, just, we're, we're outside this hotel. Me, Tim, our buddy Rick, and congratulations on your new baby, Rick. Um, we're outside this hotel drinking. Screaming about like fucking Ric Flair matches and, and Rick's cutting promos and in rolls this stretched Hummer and out of the back comes a Michael Baldwin, the crazy babysitter twins from Grindhouse. And then the last person out is Angus Scrim and he's got this big shit eating grin on his face. These big white sunglasses. He looked like he just had the greatest fucking time of his life. <laughs> And I was like, I think he just got blown by the fucking crazy babysitter twins, Tim. Yep. <laughs> oh, Reggie Bannister was there too. Yes, he was. Cause that was, that was, uh, too, he remembered my daughter. I went to the bar and I was talking to him for a minute when I was getting beers and he's like, how's your daughter, man? And we started talking about her again. But it was pretty cool. But anyhow, questions, uh, first one. Oh, let me go with this one so I can shut off this page. Uh, your boy. Tristan Gnarly Martin chimes in. Uh, my company, Pee in Your Butt Productions, is currently working on a new feature. New movie is called The Gnarly Eight. The cast includes Corey Feldman, Macaulay Culkin, Edward Furlong, <laughs> MP Gosler. 
Fred Savage and my adopted son, Bubbles the Monkey. Amongst other gnarly dudes, my question is, would you possibly both consider playing a horse in the movie? If so, who would be at the front and who would be at the back? We decline because we want Fat Horse in this movie. You have to cast Fat Horse. And also, there's not enough cocaine in the world to fucking fuel this movie, sir. You're setting yourself up for a disappointment. Fat Horse is the greatest image of all time. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. But I wish Tristan uh, lots of luck on that flick. Yeah. Uh, uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know who wins in a fight, the zombie Knights Templar or the skeletons from Jason and Argonauts? Hmm. Zombie Templar? Yeah. I feel like they would they'd be like buddies. Who are those? Who are the Templars? Uh from the Tombs of the Blind Dead. Oh. Or I'm thinking of the bar- of burial ground. Oh, uh, I was thinking Tombs of the Blind Dead. Or that time they showed up in As Above So Below. Yes. <laughs> those guys are pretty cool. They can ride horses. I would think the skeletons from Jason and Argonauts cuz they move quick. <laughs> and they don't have heartbeats. Yes. Yeah. And they could get, they would be able to get around. And they got weapon. Yeah, I, yep. I think the skeletons win, dude. Yep. Uh, t-shirt Joe wants to know, <laughs> I've been watching Heaven's Gate cult videos all day. Will I buy some Nikes and lol myself? Lol myself when the next comet comes by. I have no clue what he's talking about here. Heaven's Gate? Is that the people that killed themselves to go join the mothership because it was in yes. the jail of the comet? Yes. Don't get, the world needs t-shirts, Joe. What are they gonna do? Fucking get some fright rags bullshit when you're gone? Fuck that nonsense. Uh, t-shirt Joe wants to know why won't Hulu load the episode of The Bridge I'm trying to watch? I don't know. I know nothing about that. I don't have Hulu. Uh, t-shirt Joe wants to know does Bloodbaths and Boomsticks offer medical and dental benefits? We're a non-profit organization, sir. You have to resort to your tit starter fucking campaign for that kind of money. Which had a great start this week. Yeah, it did. <laughs> uh, Quinlan, Ed Quinlan chimes in. He wants to know, how many pictures of our kids do me and Rick Fusselman have to post until Kyle Paul, Paulin gets so outraged he quits Facebook? I have been thinking about quitting Facebook, honest to God. I'm, no one would blame you. I'm sick of the fucking, you know, you know those posts, guys, you, you see when it's like some horribly mutilated, burned up baby, and then mm-hmm. it's like, hey, press like, and this baby will get fucking well, and you're just like, boy, you people are all fucking stupid. Like, the amount of stupid people on Facebook is You pay attention more. a lot more to that stuff than I. I just go, okay, unfriend. Like, I, I, I don't know any stupid people on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is seven. Seven, Ed. Uh, Ed Quillen asks, is there a number of pizza and food porn pics me and Rick Fusselman compost where Kyle will get mad and quit Facebook? Why is it Ed's fucking mission in life to make me quit Facebook all of a sudden? What did I do? I don't, I don't know. Uh, 
Fusselman, Rick Fusselman chimes in. He wants to know, is there any horror movies that revolve around pizza? And Joe, yes, he answered it right for me. And it's the movie Cheese Balls that features a pizza that rapes people. Because <laughs> <laughs> that Cheese Balls also has Black Aquaman. Yeah. Philippe, if there are any two movies that you would ever get imported to Switzerland, please make them Cheese Balls and Race War. Switzerland? Yeah. Sweden! Sweden! It's the Swedes! God damn it! Come on, Mac. Damn it. Uh, but, I mean, you're saying pizza movie. I mean, I, does House 4 count? Because there's a pizza scene in that one. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say there's a pizza scene in the <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 4 also. True. Oh, yeah. Pizza the, the Dream Hut. Master. Let's not forget Pizza the Hut. Pizza the Hut? Spaceballs? Yep. Why hasn't uh, there been a killer pizza movie? And why is that not DSK's return production? I don't know, but are you ready for the Ed Quinlan... Lightning round? Lightning round? Sure. <laughs> okay, can you get AIDS from shaking your ass and listening to loud techno music? I hope so. Uh What does walrus taste like? Chicken. Okay, and now this one's for all three of us. How do you rate the following franchises? Critters, Goalies, Leprechaun. Hmm. You guys go off the sink. Philippe? Uh, wait, what? Oh. <laughs> how, uh, how do you, how do you rate these following franchises? Critters, Goalies, Leprechaun. Uh, you say Goalies, Creeper, what did you say? Goalies? <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ghoul, did you say ghoulies? ghoulies? Ghoulies, yeah. Ghoulies, critters, no, and leprechauns. Oh, that's a good idea. Goalies. Uh, goalies, yeah. No, Goal- hockey goalies. Goalies, yeah. We need a fucking goalies movie. I have never seen the, the ghoulies uh, movie. <laughs> never seen uh, ghoulies? Yeah. Oh, critters. I, I've seen critters. Yeah, I've seen critters. I've seen critters one and two. Okay. Uh, um, I like the them lep- fine. Leprechaun, I, I don't think I've seen any of the Leprechaun movies. Oh man! Do yourself a favor. Check have you, those have out. you seen the Spookies? Go. <laughs> oh. uh, was there was it Gremlins on that list as well? No, 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 no. It was just Critters, Ghoulies, and Leprechaun. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not paying attention. I'm searching for killer pizza movies here. Uh, <laughs> I found one. Adam Green is working on a killer pizza movie. God damn it! Adam Green. Kyle. Uh, the Nerdist will be reporting on that in five minutes, yes. I guarantee. <laughs> Kyle, what's your list on this? I'm going to go Critters are better than Ghoulies, or Leprechaun, and Leprechaun is better than Ghoulies. Except, I'm putting a caveat in there, Ghoulies 2 is better than all the Leprechauns except for the original. I can go with that. I can live with that. I like that. Okay. What about you? Oh, you agree? Yeah, I agree. I agree with what you just said there. X gets the square. Let's go. (laughs) Ed Quillen wants to know, does Clive Barker have such a raspy voice because of neck aids? No, it's because he has throat cancer, you dumbass. (laughs) That and, like, smoking five packs a day. Yeah. Uh, Quinlan asks, is Police Academy the greatest film franchise ever? No. Mm-mm. Very good one. 
Yeah, but no, it's not. Everybody uh, knows the Rollerblade franchise. Is damn right it is. <laughs> Taken by force. Uh, would you rather be electrocuted or hanged? I think electrocution is a more interesting experience. Yes. I'm going to go electrocution too because we've all seen movies where cool shit happens to people after electrocution, like Lyle Alzado in Destroyer. Yes. Yeah, or Horace Baker. Yeah. Or uh, what was it? House Free. What's it called? Horror Show. A horror Show. show yes. <laughs> Nobody's ever gained awesome supernatural powers from hanging. No. Uh, would Chud survive a harsh Cleveland winter? Uh, I, I feel like maybe if John Cross also established his Chud, like, you know, remember when we were talking about John, he's going to get all the Chuds together, like, get them all health insurance and, yes. and, and like, re, like, if the Chud relocation program moved to Cleveland, I feel like John Cross would take care of them pretty good. I think if the Chuds are allowed to live in the Christmas Story house, they'll be fine. Hey, let's just no, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna here we go. I'm gonna fucking we're gonna have an all offensive Chud lineup this year for Cleveland Browns. Yeah. <laughs> all the offensive lines are gonna be Chuds. Uh, Quinn wants to know: Are flutes annoying? I've never thought about the flute. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he says AIDS, and then we get to Rick Fusselman. Basically, the last question: How good? How good would it? Would or no? How good? What if we combine piss video guy and video dead, and we call it piss video dead guy? Sounds like DSK needs to come back and make us some bitch, Rick. Yep. That is it on the question, sir. Okay. Well, Philippe, you picked The Church. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. An awesome fucking movie. Let's hear about it. It's worse than the Black Death. How do you know all this? It's all written in this manuscript. The whole story. It's not the first time something like this has happened. 
Uh, the Church. Yeah, the Italian horror movie. Enough said. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, this one is known. I think it's is it no? It's known as Demons Free, right? Yeah. Well. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was at one time called Demons 3. But there's also yeah. another Demons 3 that's called The Ogre. Oh, yeah. And then this one, and then I saw that uh, the director of this one, Hell, made a movie that was also that was actually called uh, Demons 4. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. We've always wanted to do a fucking Demons retrospective, but uh, we don't know where to start. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this church, um, I, I saw it recently, uh, bought it on DVD and, um, uh, bought it for two reasons. I mean, one, Dario Argento, mm-hmm. and then the director, who's an interesting guy, Michel Suavi, who, are you guys familiar with him? Oh yeah, the guy's never done anything bad. Yeah, exactly. He, he did, um... Cemetery Man, which is bonkers, mm-hmm. and uh, he did uh, Stage Fright, which is the the Owl movie, which is uh, a fucking great <laughs> ass slasher, and you don't get a lot of slashers out of Italy. No. Yeah, and I think that's all he's done. Besides, he except from that Demon's Four movie, and he's not done that many yeah. horror movies, I think. Uh, he's been a, he's been an actor. He's been in a lot of Lucia uh, Fulci movies. I think. Yeah, he was in the original Demons. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, he's a he's quite an interesting director, and The Church is quite an interesting film. <laughs> I I still don't know what this movie is about. <laughs> uh, I had this I've had this movie now playing on a loop. Are we even talking? <laughs> it's playing right now. Awesome. And I I still don't know what. What the hell's going on in this movie? Um, but what it begins when this movie begins, it's uh, we see it, it begins in the tw- in the in the, um, in the Middle Ages, and then we see uh, a bunch of Templars uh, killing uh, all these women who are apparently witches, and then this priest who sounds like a cartoon bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> He had to build a church. <laughs> it was it was voiced by uh, Christoph Waltz. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so they 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 build a, a giant church on top of this on this uh, mass grave, and then we cut to uh, modern times, and um, we see. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. We see. Uh, uh, Asia Argento is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, very young, and uh, uh, and uh, she's doing something in this movie. I don't know what. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but what happens is this librarian uh, who's studying this church uh, opens up a hole, uh, this secret passage or something in the at the bottom of the church, unleashes. Uh, nonsensical supernatural <laughs> powers uh, and uh, stuff happens. You got it, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. And this movie is, I, what my opinion, I I don't know what to make of this film. 
I think it, I mean I think it has like many Italian horror movies. It has a terrific atmosphere. It looks great. Uh, Michelle Suave's camera work is I don't know what I can't I can't tell if it's good or bad, but it's <laughs> but it sure makes the film a very wild experience. Uh, the dubbing is hilarious. You know, yeah. I mean, as her dance sounds like she's being voiced by a chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so does the old priest uh, in this movie as well. Um, I, I don't know what to make of this film. It is just... It's really perplexing. Uh, but it looks good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this was... <laughs> This was the first movie uh, I ever got off of Netflix because, you know, getting oriented to the internet and you get Netflix, you're like, oh my God, I have access to all these fucking movies that I didn't know existed. I had never heard anything about the church and it was listed as Demons 3, so I took it at face value that it was a sequel. It's a sequel in name only, but it does have that same vibe, that creep Italian vibe of the original fucking demons, and I love this movie. I think it's fucking kick-ass. You go into it knowing that you're, it's got that Italian kind of like, I don't know if these, what's going on, and I don't, I'm not sure I'm supposed to know what's going on, but I like it. Mm -hmm. And I love how, like, the church just is, is like its own character, and this movie also has one of the best effect shots I've ever fucking seen in a movie, where the lady is hanging from a rope in a subway tunnel and gets fucking smoked by a subway train and, <laughs> and like the back of her body mushes against the front of her body and she turns inside out kind of. It is the best part of this fucking movie. I wish I had that on a gif just playing over and over. It's fucking great. Um, don't go into it thinking it's got demons in it cause it doesn't. No, but uh, uh, I'm reading the trivia here, and it says, um, "Though it was originally conceived as another entry in the popular Demon series, director Michel Suave insisted that the film stand alone and not be connected to the films Demons uh, or Demons 2." In an interview, Suave referred to the Demons films as pizza schlock and wanted the church to be more sophisticated. Well, I think he did a good job of that. Yeah. Is that what we call? We should call these Demons films like Pizza Pizza Shock. We have Star Wars that that's popcorn movies. And <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> man. Fucking Pizza Shock uh, sounds okay to me. <laughs> Italian, we'll, we'll call them fucking Pasta Shock. Yeah, we have Spaghetti <laughs> Westerns, and these are yeah, these are Spaghetti Whore. That's a good fucking title for for those Demons movies, Spaghetti Whore. <laughs> There's a lot to choose from. I mean, Joe. Fucking thanks to Joe D'Amato, we got 300 of the motherfuckers, probably. <laughs> but I, I really like this fucking movie, Tim. What do you think about it? Um, I, I, I'm not, like, ecstatic about it. I was glad I seen it, but I only give it, like, two out of four stars. It's, it's okay. It does have a creepiness to it, but it just, it, it's one of those films, it's on the resume of Argento that you just kind of like, yeah. That's nice. You think Glad. he was back then doing the Toby Hooper presents type shit over in Italy where he was just attaching his name on some stuff for a paycheck? Uh, yes. Yes. Are, are, you, are you sure not you're referring to Wes Craven? Because I don't think Toby that, Well, Craven. him too, yeah. I don't, Wes I've Craven. Never seen Toby Hooper. 
I never seen Toby Hooper do any kind of Toby Hooper presents. I think there's um, one. Night Terrors. Yeah, there you go. That's the one. That I was just talking about in the last episode that you'll get to hear. Yeah. But yeah, you were right. I was thinking of Wes Craven. But he, but he directed Night Terrors. I think. Yes, he did. It? But it, it is it it is listed as Toby Hooper presents Night uh-huh. Terrors. Okay, but not, because when you say you know Toby Hooper, you know he just produced this movie. I think of you know those Wes Craven movies like. Dracula. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Curse, oh yeah, Dra- yeah. Dracula 2000, all that jazz. <laughs> um, the church had apparently eight writers. Jesus Christ! Eight people wrote this movie, um, which you definitely cannot tell. <laughs> nope, not at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, I think this was Michelle Suave's first directorial film. Did we mention Mikel Suave's... No, no, I'm sorry. This stage fight was his first. Yeah, did we mention oh. that's uh, Mario Bava's son? Uh, No, that's... No, it's not Lamberto Bava. Oh, I'm fucking... I mixed them up again. I don't know people. I don't know places. I don't know countries. I don't know who's alive and who's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, everyone. <laughs> I like uh, this fucking... I think it's a fucking... I think it's a great movie to recommend to somebody who has seen like the the A-list, Suspirias, you know, right, stuff right. like that for Italian stuff. This is like the right. best of the B. But Suspiria, I mean, yeah, Suspiria is pretty nonsensical. But in Suspiria, you you can kind of tell what's going on. I mean, it's okay, they're witches. Yeah. But here, it's like, what the hell is even happening? Like, what is the horror here? It's some sort of something in that pit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's difficult to fully, like, grasp the horror here. And I'm not entirely sure, like, what's supposed to, you know, okay, who's in danger? Like, who's the movie, who's the movie even about? Like, who's, because <laughs> you have the, you have that one priest, uh, the, who is also in the, the Phantom Menace and Night Priest. <laughs> um, you guys know what I'm talking, the Black Priest? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. Th- I don't remember his name though. Yeah, who huge Quarcy uh, is the name of the actor. Yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah, and uh, you, he's he's almost set up to be like this super priest or something because he has that scene where he's like shooting arrows. Yep. And you're like, whoa, this guy! Like he knows what's going on. Is he like trying to be like the guy who's gonna fight the evil or something? But no, he just he never. I don't think he ever shoots an arrow ever again. <laughs> 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 That's what they teach you. They teach you arrow, you know, they teach you archery in preschool, I suppose. <laughs> you had to fall back on what he knew. I like, uh, I like, uh, you know, Asia Argento's just in this as, yeah. as like her role. They just told her like, okay, you're a 12 year old girl that all you want to do is sneak out and go to the disco. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You've been out drinking again. Mm-hmm. Smoking. <laughs> And then the mother's just like, oh, come on, go back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but, know why she was living in the church, but she was. They're living in the church as well, aren't they? Yeah. The parents? Yeah, bizarre. But, okay, so what is exactly is going on in this movie? Because we have Ossia Argento shows up at the beginning of the movie. She's, she's uh, you know, when they're in the Middle Ages, and she's playing, like, uh, is she one of the witches or something? I suppose, remember that? Yeah, I yeah. don't know. And the Templar unmasked this one uh, witch, and it's 
it's Arthur Argento. So, <laughs> what's going on there? I, I just chalked uh, that up to the Italianness. <laughs> okay, yeah, but so at the beginning of this movie, like, it feels a little, I don't know, I know that the, like, you use witches as bad guys in these movies, but it feels a little, like, mean-spirited to have, like, the Templars be killing real witches for some reason to me. Like, you know, I think about the Salem, you know, the Salem witch trials and all that thing. You know, it's like, I mean, <laughs> those women were really witches. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That feels a little wrong to me. Uh, so, I don't know what I was supposed to take away from this movie. Uh, Not a whole I, lot. I don't know. I, what is the ending supposed to mean? They, the, the church, like, collapses at the end. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. But Alex Argento looks into the into the uh, the the hole, and it's glowing blue. Uh, she smiles. Did we talk about the giant goat beast? No. The thing was cool. <laughs> I like the goat beast monster. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I'm watching this movie right now. It's on loop, and I just I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> Well, if you found out, let us know. Uh, I was gonna say, I don't think you're alone in there. It's not a movie that, like, it that you sit there and re- one remember, but two, this isn't a movie that a lot of people talk about. And it's usually, in this case, it's not. It's for good reason because it isn't that great. Oh, what? Yeah. Ita- I, I think there's enough Italianness in here. I think there's enough gore. You got your Argento represented. You got a great fucking director. The only, you know, you, you, the only thing you don't have is a, is a script that makes sense, but you could say that for a lot of fucking Italian horror. Four oh, out of yeah. five ain't bad. I, I gotta give it, I gotta give it, I really like it. I gotta give it like a 70, 70 stars. Hmm. Like, I give it like two out of four. That's not, that's probably. I give it a three. Three. That's fair. Mm. It's fair. This is one where you're either going to like it or hate it. Yeah. Or just be like, I don't understand this. What's going on? If you don't like Italian horror movies, you know, if you're looking for a true plot. You're looking in the wrong fucking genre for that plot. If if you're somebody who likes to uh, overanalyze movies, then you might love this movie. Yeah. (laughs) You might find some hidden. You wanted to talk about Joe D'Amato shark movies. <laughs> well, part of it was you, because I found it on YouTube. Well, you, why, what were you doing on YouTube? Yeah, not everything on YouTube is good, Tim. I never said it was, but it was a shark movie, and <laughs> I like killer shark movies. But oh, Jesus Christ, this is like, what is this, like the 80 Jaws ripoff? Yeah. It is literally... You couldn't pick Cruel Jaws? At least that has fucking... What's his Space Jesus in it? Yeah, I was going to say, this is basically a generic version of Jaws. Of course it is! You could have picked, like, Shark Attack Free. Yeah, make a Yeah, Yeah, it was a good movie. You could have picked... picked, This is not a shark movie, but you could have picked King Cobra. That's a Jaws movie. Oh, that has Pat Morita in it. What? (laughs) No, I've never heard of this movie. I think Pat it's Marita. I think it's Robert England and Pat Morita and King Cobra. Does no, no, Pat no. Morita fucking karate chop a snake? No, but he has the greatest death. He, he he's like a guy in that movie. Pat Morita, it's a a snake, some sort of snake hunter or something. Yes, and I'm on like, board. He's been bitten so many times 
that like, and he's been in, he's been injecting himself with so much vaccine that his body's become like, I don't know, super resistant to <laughs> snake venom. It's and at the end of the movie, gets, I am so yeah. fucking on board with this movie. <laughs> yeah, and at the end of the movie, when he gets bitten by the, the giant, super, the giant mutated snake, like he never dies. The snake yes. keeps biting, and it's slow motion, and he just back when he's like, oh, oh, oh you know. Here, here, here you go, Kyle. <laughs> Pat Morita, Courtney Gaines from Children of the Corn, Eric Lawson from Demon Wind, and Eric Estrada. Eric Estrada! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this sounds like, is this a sci-fi movie? This is before, like, this, it, this, it was a staple of sci-fi, but this was yeah. before sci-fi really got into this market. Yeah, it- this is not a this is not a CGI snake. This is an animatronic snake. No, oh, so yes. cool! It's not like the time. Uh, <laughs> they threw, yeah, like, I, it's not like the time they threw Chris Jericho in there with the snake, is it? No, I, this I is love, like I I love King Cobra. I used to rent this movie all the time when I was a kid. I have got to fuck after it. like this got out there. This is when we started getting Python and Python Two and Komodo and Crocodile and. Mega Snake, and this is what started this whole thing. Awesome. It's great, it's great. Like, they barely show the snake at times, and it's just the camera they use. <laughs> and you have it. And if you hear the jaws, and you play like, doing, 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 And it's great. At the end of the movie, uh, the guy, like, roundhouse kicks the snake. Yes! <laughs> is it better than when Jean-Claude Van Damme punches the snake out? Yes. Yes. Oh, right on. We're doing this for the show sometime, Tim. It's been a long time since I've watched I'll it. I'm marking that one get, down. That one's and good. Get, and get me on that episode. Okay. I I need a copy of that. I haven't seen that in so long because yeah. I got like, I got like Python and Python two. We got to contact out of print Dan for that one probably. But anyhow, uh, it, it literally is a generic version of Jaws. But uh, uh, you know, in this movie, you get one boring ass shark attack. It happens. All of a sudden, Mayor wants to shut everything down. You have a set of friends who make up, who made a pact at the beginning of the movie, which, if you stayed through the whole movie, this, <laughs> these set of friends, four or five friends that made a pact, one of them is attacked by the shark, so they go and basically they dig out their knives that they buried at the beach, and you know, there's one that wasn't there, and that's their buddy John, and they vow that they're gonna go kill the shark. And you're just watching a lot of boring <laughs> footage that stock footage that was bought from the National Geographic <laughs> of sharks yeah. and these guys just bumbling around on the ocean trying to kill the shark. And that's pretty much the whole entire movie right there in a nutshell. Oh. Nothing much goes on. Yeah, it's bad. I admit it. It's it just, <laughs> I it's, was I... laughing. This, okay, so when somebody gets attacked in this movie, it's yes. just somebody splashing in the water. Yep, yep. <laughs> like you don't see it, actually any, and then suddenly you'll cut to the guy, you know, at the sheriff's office going, I saw this giant shark attack. <laughs> it's like, what? You didn't see anything. <laughs> yeah, you did, and you'll see a bunch of blood bubbles and like a yeah. blood puddle, and that's about it. Yeah, but, but what's up with this shark? Like it's possessed by evil Indian spirits or something? <laughs> That's what it, it, they allude that yeah, because... it, it, the whole time they go back to it. Like at the beginning of the movie, they make this big deal about uh, Native Americans and something about sharks, like 
were able <laughs> to come and get these people if you like did something wrong and it just like they leave that storyline yeah. they leave it alone and then all of a sudden it comes back in the last 10 minutes isn't of the that movie. from like the novelization of uh, Joss 4 or something it's a possibility because there, I've seen online a lot of people making references to Jaws of Revenge. Yeah, but it's funny about this movie at the beginning because I think we all watch the same copy on YouTube, right? Yeah. The Wonder Share. Uh. Tim, stay <laughs> off of fucking YouTube, man. <laughs> I just sent you an IMDb list of 153 Jaws ripoffs movies. So you don't have to find them on YouTube anymore, Tim. I've seen. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go see which ones that I have seen. You couldn't even pick like the last shark, right? <laughs> but so. Oh, they got Psycho Pike on this list. Yep. <laughs> Love that. At the beginning of this movie is hilarious because it looks like it's these four kids like sitting and they're they're doing some eating some hot dogs, mm-hmm. uh, and it looks like a commercial or something. My old movie looked like a commercial. Yes. <laughs> it was so, oh, I, and, and it begins like a Stephen King movie or something. Like these four kids <laughs> who have this like history together and. <laughs> it does. I didn't think about that. <laughs> it's like it or stand by me or yeah. Dreamcatcher. <laughs> and, and when they grow up, they're fighting each other and they're. Yeah. They're, and they're still in this small ass town, and the police officer knows them all. And... Yeah, and they're approached by this. It's an Indian, right? Yeah. Well, yes. Well, he doesn't approach. He approaches one of the kids, like right. early on, and then disappears. If, and if they I... basically keep showing the one dude having a flashback of it. Yeah, and this guy looks like if Yoda was ever played by a human being, this should have been the guy who played Yoda. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he, looks, he looks like Yoda. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he, so he appears and he, and then he shows up later again as a ghost or something, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, because that's what Indians do. Dead Indians do that. Uh, Especially when they're played by Stephen Machette. Yeah. Yeah, but this movie was, it's one of the worst movies I've ever had to sit through. I was, <laughs> and it didn't help that this coffee was so fucking bad. I just sat there and I'm just like, I, I, what the hell am I even watching? Like, the acting in this movie, it's not even acting. It's just people talking. Yeah, it <laughs> it's just, is. It's just people reading lines and saying, like, saying it out line. Like, you have a scene with the father and the son and they're like, I hate you. And I, I don't hate you. So. <laughs> it's just no emotion to any, what anyone is doing in this. It's just, oh. And the shark attacks are just... And they blow up the shark at the end of the movie. Of course. You know. I'm shocked that George Eastman is not in this movie, Tim. I, I just, <laughs> I'm with I, you on that one. You know, I was watching this on YouTube, and I scrolled down to read the comments, and I saw this comment, which is amazing. This guy, the, the username is Griffin Alexander wrote... <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> he writes, Joe, I'm high as shit, and this is the best movie I've ever fucking <laughs> 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 There you go. About yeah. the highest praise I can give it, if you're high as shit, this movie would fucking kick ass. <laughs> this is, uh, this is a, a fucking show that needs to be watched 
drunk as shit in like the company of Ed Quillen. Oh yeah, this is easily one of those movies yep. that should be like mystery science theater. Yeah, this should be kinda. played at the fucking what? at the Tim Gross presents at Horror Realm screenings. I, I don't know. I don't think Mister Science could stomach this movie. I mean, they did one Joss ripoff back in the day called Devilfish or something. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think they could. This movie is just. I don't know. <laughs> this movie is frighteningly. It's bad. It's like it's so bad. I don't know how to describe it. It's like. It's bad, but it's not like it's bad in a way that like they're not even trying to make it even <laughs> like bad. It's like, <laughs> Joe Namato for you, man. That's what he's good at. Ah, uh, it's like you watch something like Devilfish, like that movie. It's like, oh my god, this is or Shark Attack Three, so bad. You know, it's like it goes to levels of badness that are just incredible. But this movie is just like it doesn't go anywhere <laughs> in terms of badness. It's just. It's like a dead fish. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't know, but this movie hits all the Jaws cliches. I mean, it's like, you know, the guy's trying to warn people there's a shark, and of course the, the authority figures, you know, the, the, the mayor, of course, is like, oh, we're not gonna shut down, but whatever. I mean, <laughs> uh, don't watch this movie. Just whatever you do in your life, just, just, just don't watch it. There was a couple things that bummed me out this movie, man. There was, uh, the mayor did not have a rockin' ass uh, ship anchor suit. Anchor, anchor. <laughs> which I discovered this weekend. I think bootleg Tim Gross uh, said something about it on, on Facebook, that that suit from Jaws has its own Facebook page. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I, I was, that, that bummed me big time. I was so bummed. No shark anchor suit. But yeah, I can't uh, recommend this movie either. <laughs> Unless no. you're really drunk. <laughs> oh god, let's what do you give it, Tim? I give it oh, I literally give it probably like zero out of four stars. It disappointed me very highly. I was expecting something. I mean, I knew it was gonna be bad, but this was bad, bad. Super bad. Yeah. Well, I'm looking through this list that I sent you of 153 Jaws. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of shark movies in it. There's a lot of shark movies, but there's shit like the car. Yeah. And, you know. I've seen a lot of these shark movies. I've always wanted to see Octopus and Piranha. Or not Piranha, but um, Octopus and, uh, oh, what's Tentacles. I've never seen Tentacles. There's your Treat Williams, Night of the Sharks movie. What's that one shark? I saw a shark movie once back in the old... But when I was a kid, it was on TV. And it was actually based on a book written by the guy who wrote the original Joss book. Orca? No. <laughs> uh, it was a movie, it was about a shark that mutates and grows legs and, and arms and starts chasing people on, on land. And it's got Craig T. Nelson in it. <laughs> what the hell was that movie? It was like from the 90s or something. Hmm. But, yeah, it was like a, it was, like a shark. it was really, like, the, the shark, <laughs> the shark had legs and, and everything. What does that mean? Jeez, Looking it up Nelson right shark. now. <laughs> Craig T. Shark movie of Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson was in Flesh Gordon? <laughs> As the voice of the monster? That's insane. 
Craig T. Nelson. What are you doing? It's the same as finding out Lou Diamond Phillips was in Demon Wind. No shit. Um, Turner and Hooch, no. Oh wait, no, it's Creature from 1998. Oh, oh is that the Peter Benchley thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. Look at that fucking, look at that DVD cover. Craig T. Nelson all shirtless <laughs> and fucking badass looking. That's Kim Cattrall in the background. Fuck yeah, Craig T. Nelson is the man. He looks like some, he looks like Craig T. Nelson was drawn by Frank Miller to put in a fucking Sin City comic. <laughs> this fucking DVD cover, it's great. It's awesome. It almost looks like they superimposed Bruce Campbell's chin on him. I'm looking at the uh, credits here, and it says, some guy named Chris Williams plays Tall Man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Probably not Phantasm-related. Yeah. Anyway, let's... Moving on. Uh, This week, I picked Man on Fire from the magic year. The best year for movies ever, 1987. Um, not, not a gay porno. No. <laughs> but they did go to a gay porno theater. Oh yeah, that's right. Which, it got all cruising for like ten minutes, but. Yeah. yeah. I want you to see this. I found some old friends of ours. You recognize these guys? Does that one have fond memories for you? After Saigon and Beirut, it looked like a pretty routine assignment to John Creasy. Bodyguard for a rich girl in Italy. Did they give you a gun at the agency? Yes, Jane, the agency gave him a gun. But no one told him she was just a kid. Or that she would turn into the daughter he never had. But then again... There were a lot of things nobody told him. We have Samantha Valeno. The police refusal to let you pay the ransom is unacceptable to us. contrast and compare between this this is the original version that i i didn't know i know philippe you said you didn't know this movie existed tim did you know the denzel man on fire movie was a remake i didn't well i didn't at first but when it first uh like when we first started talking to john cross like a couple years ago and he brought we were talking like action movies he brought up 
Denzel's Man on Fire, and he was explaining to me that there was another one. And that's how I knew about it and looked it up, but never... I wasn't interested in enough going to track it down until you decided you wanted to watch it. Yeah, I'd had this on the back burner for a while because I really like that that Denzel movie. I think that's a fucking good Denzel movie, even though I think Denzel plays the same character in every movie, but it's okay. Yes. <laughs> um, this is from 1987, directed by some dude named Eli Chirakawi. I don't know, some Italian dude. And it, 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 it shocked me that... <laughs> <laughs> Joe D'Amato. Yeah, it's not Joe D'Amato. <laughs> Thank God. This movie kind of makes sense. Something Joe D'Amato doesn't know how to do. But this movie, uh, it sh- the first thing that, that kind of take me aback was uh, this happens in Italy. And the Denzel one happened in Mexico. And Scott Glenn is, yeah, uh, like you said earlier, Scott Glenn kind of sucks. I, I don't like Scott Glenn. I think... If you were going to make a live action version of A Nightmare on Christmas, Scott Glenn would be a great Jack Skellington. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I, I was, I was kind of on the fence. I was like, I don't know about this movie. I really like the remake. Uh, and then I started looking at the cast and you got Pesci's in here. I love Jonathan Price and anything he does. Danny Aiello's in here. So I said, fuck yeah, I'll pick this. This could be good. I thought it was going to be like, like the Denzel movie, like a fucking slam bang, action, pretty cool fucking movie. I was wrong, and I apologize <laughs> to everyone who watched this. Uh, uh, I just want to say the director actually is uh, uh, French. <laughs> I just checked him up here. Look him up here. Oh French. man, he's got a sweet. <laughs> Holy shit! Look at that white boy afro that guy's got. <laughs> Impressive. Uh, wow. Yeah, I I watched the remake recently. Yeah, so um, did I. Yeah, yeah, and I which is like before I heard that you guys were doing this, it was just just kind of by accident. I just like going over Netflix, like oh yeah, Man on Fire. I haven't seen that one in a long time. And I watched it, and, and I heard you guys were doing this, and I got got on board. And you told me that there was an original Man on Fire, and I was very surprised to see it. Um, and uh, my reaction to the well, I went in with very low expectations because it's got like a five <laughs> on IMDb or something. Yeah. Uh, so five point six, which seems extremely high to me. Yeah, I, I this movie tries to be. It's like the like I like the remake. By the way, mm-hmm. the, the remake with Denzel is it was directed by Tony Scott, so of course it's like you know, it's over directed. Yeah, it's got its <laughs> own style to it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, you know, what happened to true romance yeah. when he's got it? But, um. That's when uh, he got all frenetic with his camera work and shit like this and Man on Fire. Have you seen Domino? No. Oh, Domino's a Tony Scott movie you gotta see because it's Man on Fire times 100. Yeah, I remember there was this funny, there's this guy in England, I, I like to listen to him, his name is Mark Kermode. Mm-hmm. If you know him. Yeah, and he had this, I think it was a review of a Tony Scott movie and he said like, uh, for Christmas, I'm gonna give Tony Scott a tripod. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore, cause he's dead, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. He couldn't deal with, you know, not being with his God, I guess. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so, uh, but Man of Fire is one of Tony Scott's best films, definitely. It's, uh, he's done a lot of movies with Denzel Washington, hasn't he? Yeah. 
Someone that, still needs to explain to me why Top Gun is such a revered movie because I don't get it. Are there just a lot of that? Or a lot of closeted gay dudes love that movie because yeah, there's a, a lot of questionable shit going I, on in that I, movie. I don't think I've ever seen Top Gun in its full in, in its entirety, but I have. But I have seen Hot Shots though. Right, that's a yeah. You, you saw the best one, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, Man on Fire, uh, the remake. Um, I say this: so the thing about the original is like the original is at least ninety minutes. The one problem I have with the remake is like it's way too long. It's like two hours and twenty minutes or something. Yeah. Yeah. It goes on for way too long. Um, but the thing that the remake has that the original doesn't is that the the remake, yeah, it's got great action scenes, like you said, but it has a heart. Uh-huh. Like, the relationship between Denzel and Dakota Fanning, which I thought was going to be really, like, uh, how do I put it? Candy, um, sugary, coated. Yeah, exactly. But actually, you know, I kind of liked it, actually, in the remake. It was like, yeah, I, I, I see, you know, you get to know Denzel Washington's character, and you see, like, the relationship build and, you know, develop and all that, and it works. But in the original, it's like, uh, it's like, they, First of all, the thing that really annoyed me from the beginning with the original is the voiceover narration. Mm-hmm. I hate voiceover narration in movies. I hate it. It's the worst kind of storytelling. And it was so like, sporadic, too. Yeah, but it's just like, you know, here I am in a body bag. You know, I've oh, seen a lot of body bags, and I can't believe And I'm like, wait a minute, are you you're dead, but you know? <laughs> and what did you like, so alive somehow? <laughs> yeah, it's like... So- I hate when you're doing that. It's like, oh, I'm, I look at me, I'm dead, you know. <laughs> now sit but, around so, for two hours to see how I got yeah. that way. Yeah, and he, and then the, the voiceover, and like the first half of this movie, it's like if you're seeing the remake, you know, it it's the same story pretty much. Yeah. But it's told in these voice, it's like they they sum up the whole the first half, the relationship between him and the little girl. Is all summed up in voiceover narrations, just like yeah. And I went over here, and then I was doing this, and this is what we're doing right now. It's just like, why are you doing this? Like these cold voiceover narrations does not work at all. Like, you, if you're gonna tell the story, do it like in the remake, you know, where you actually tell it in a normal non, you know, and sorry, in normal linear narrative, you know, and show, you know, the Scott Glenn and this little girl, and just just them interacting, and you know, but we don't. Like, they, they show them interacting, but it's, it, there's nothing there. Yeah. Like, the little girl, it doesn't have the little girl in the, in this one, it's just not a good actress. Yeah, they, they, like in the remake, they show Denzel, you know, helping her out with her swimming, and, yeah. and, you know, becoming friends with her, and this, I just, man, I thought I was in for a fucking action movie, and it's not. This is a heavy, heavy fucking drama. And I wanna, yeah, I wanna read the, uh, Synopsis here. Uh, Man on Fire from 1987. A former CIA agent, John Creasy, is hired by a, hired as a bodyguard for a girl in Italy who becomes the daughter he never had. When she is abducted, Creasy's fiery rage is unleashed and despite being badly wounded, embarks on a bloody revenge spree. Okay. Uh, his revenge spree is not that bloody. And he's not that full of fiery rage. He's no, he no. sucks. He's like uh, you might as well cast fucking Robert Smith from The Cure in this fucking movie. <laughs> Just moping around. I was gonna uh, say it, it, it seems like a good movie, but it never pulls the trigger. Yeah, 
It never yeah, does. Never. It seems like a, like it's, I don't know, the directors of the movies, but like, it's like, kind of, it's like, it's got some good camera work at times. Like, but it just, like, the first, it, I don't know how if this movie was like, seriously cut down or something, or. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, maybe that would, maybe that's, maybe they cut the movie down and then they added the voiceover narrations or something. And, and, and plus. Maybe, maybe it's like a, maybe it's like a Blade Runner thing. <laughs> Uh, Plus, but, you got on on the cover. It says from the producers of Under Siege and Falling Down. So you think, <laughs> and it's got like Scott Glenn fucking drawn down on somebody with a gun and cars on fire. Nope, you get that. Like, now, that's one percent of this fucking movie. No, I. Th- th- this is the problem with this film is I think it's the fact that we have this uh, this director here, this French, this. Artsy farsy French director. There you go. You hit it right yeah. on the head. Yeah, because the first half is feels first half feels so artsy farsy. Yeah. And then the second half comes in, and it's like an action movie, and it doesn't work. It's like, I mean, like there's action, but it, it just doesn't. You don't never, care. <laughs> no, you don't care, and it just doesn't. It doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't work. It's just a, it's a bad movie, I think. Uh, yeah, but got- this does have one. Gl- the original has one glorious scene in it, and that scene is when Scott Glenn takes the little girl to the wedding, and Joe Pesci plays the fucking <laughs> plays the song on the guitar. <laughs> yeah, that and he doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. What's he play? He's playing Johnny B. Good on the acoustic guitar. And Joe Pesci, he fucking loses it. It's great. He ruins the wedding. It's awesome. What was that about? I don't know what that... It seems like there's like eight scenes missing in this. And, whoo, the revenge is not not even there. Scott Glenn is just a fucking cardboard cutout of an actor, at least in this. I, I don't know any... Like, I know that guy's been around... I cannot think of a good Scott Glenn movie off the top of my head. And you got look, Jonathan Price in this movie, who is wasted. Like, he's one of the best actors there is. And, and Joe Pesci's good. He's just not in there very much. But, yeah, man, if you're going to – the fucking Denzel movie, it, it's it's great. Because the the kidnapping plot works so much better in Mexico. Because – that goes down in Mexico every fucking day. When we went on vacation in Mexico, like when we got, we w- we went to the touristy part of Mexico, and still we're going down roads like two lane highways where there are guard shacks on each side, inhabited by men with automatic pistols that could saw your bus in half, and they've got buttons in there that they can press that shoot these things up through the road that just stop cars. And you know, like, this is not America. Shit goes down, and we get the speech, like, you know, this is, we went to this all-inclusive resort. This is the resort. Uh, don't, I asked the bartender, because uh, he was he was a cool dude. I was like, man, I'd really love to see fucking Lucha Libre. Can I go see Mexican wrestling? He's like, yeah, about 30 miles down the road. But if you go, you're an American, they'll kidnap you and kill you. And I'm like, okay, I don't need to see Lucha Libre that bad. It works so much better in Mexico where that's an actual thing. And I think right. I think the setting of Mexico was so be- much better because 
the Italian setting looks all clean and and like like it just works so better better in like gross dirty rundown Mexico where he goes into the club and fucking fucks the goddamn club up Denzel does when he puts Denzel puts a bomb in a guy's butthole <laughs> that just makes it a better fucking movie there Scott Glenn I am not buying that he is the CIA tough guy at all he it's just fucking a badass fucking terrible movie this is the prime example like you could make this is why this is how to do a remake you take an original movie that had a good premise but bad execution and you make it better you know this movie is based on a book and uh yes. yeah according to I'm reading the wikipedia page here at one point when the writer uh, aj quinell read the film script script he inquired about a line that was different from the book text the writers of the script responded, you mean there's a book? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the problem right there. The writers probably weren't following. Yeah, the this is another funny piece of trivia I've got up on IMDb. It says, uh, Tony Scott was originally slated to direct it in 1987, Man on Fire, but the studio thought that he, at the time that they, they felt he was not accomplished enough to pull off the project. He would later what? go on to direct the remake of Man on Fire. <laughs> <laughs> I can't recommend, you know, if you're, it, like, this is like the movie like we did with John Cross, Get Carter. You know, Tim, like, mm-hmm. uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, you didn't, you guys didn't like the Stallone remake over the, <laughs> no, the we, we didn't watch the Stallone remake. I thought, I know Get Carter was like this, like the British love that fucking movie. Uh, we didn't get it. We hmm. were just like, it's okay. I just don't understand. Like, I I can get why people like fucking Michael Caine and a, and a shotgun talking about purple panties, but this one, yeah, I don't I don't get this movie at all. Yeah, yeah, I saw Get Carter as well uh, recently, and I just was like, okay, yeah, I can sort of respect it. Yeah, it like totally. What it is, but I. I didn't feel a thing watching that movie. Like, I was not into it. Like, yeah, you know, that's an awesome character that Michael Caine's playing. And, but it's like, I'm just like, ah, you know, <laughs> sit down and drink your tea, whatever. <laughs> Say my cocaine. My cocaine. My cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> my cocaine. Yeah, but how can you, how can they say, like, Tony Scott was not an established, like, he did Top Gun. I mean, that was a huge film, you know. I don't know. What do you think about this shit, Tim? I, like I said at the beginning, I liked the movie, but it just the one thing that bothered me, like you were saying earlier, was it just never pulled the trigger. It just it wasn't boring. It was a good movie, but it wasn't. It could have been so much better. It just, you know what I mean? It just, I, I don't know. I just, it. I thought I would be more into it. I give it like two and a half out of four stars. I believe I like the Denzel one uh, a little bit better, but I do agree with what Philippe says. It is too long. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this one just, like you said, it just never pulls the trigger. Like nothing really gets going in this movie. It it, it doesn't know what it wants to be. There you go. Yeah, I mean, and it's got some some good cast. You mentioned Jonathan Price. Danny Aiello shows up. 
Um, and uh, oh boy, Danny Aiello, he is so terrified at the end of this movie. Oh yeah. And at the end <laughs> of the movie, who, sh- who shoots him? Uh, what were those? Like, like, okay, oh yeah, those guys just show up. Yeah, the, like just, at the end, uh, you know, Scott Glenn's got Danny Aiello, and he's taking her to find the girl. Just a car pulls up and shoots Danny Aiello in the throat. And then they drive off. Yeah, and it's just like, what, what What? was that? Did I miss? I thought I missed something. Did I miss? Yeah, I mean. I don't think I did. Yeah, yeah and uh, you got Brooke Adams in there. Yes. Uh, and you got the bad the guy from Scarface as well. Yep. Uh, yeah, because who was it? it? Yeah, Jonathan Price is in there also. It's funny because I heard the guy, I heard his voice. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I was like, wait, who's that guy? Oh, it's the guy from Scar. You because you recognize that voice. Yeah, because <laughs> he's strong, strong. I gotta stop picking uh, these bad movies for the show too. Can I say also, they the moment I just wanted to puke as far as the the writing goes in this movie, it's like the first half of the film is when like Brooke Adams she's like crying or something, and uh, Scott Glenn like. Embraces her, and, uh, and the fucking pretentious, artsy, fartsy voiceover narration comes on. And Scott Glenn says, "Uh, sad wife, you know, sad house, or something, or something yeah. like that." I'm just like, "Oh, shut the fuck!" And there's up. a bunch of like okay. uncomfortable conversations between Scott Glenn and the little girl. About, she's the little girl's like, "Well, why don't you just do my mother?" Oh, What's yeah. going on? Here? Oh man. Yeah, that girl was not good. That girl was No, she was bad. She was a terrible actor. You are nothing. You are not my friend. I thought I had to look it up. I thought that was because it was around the same time as the church. I thought that was Asia Argento for like I had to look it up for like five minutes, but nope, it wasn't. Yeah. No, but I think this movie could have worked if they had like you know, if it was not you know, either Tony Scott or maybe somebody like Walter Hill or Yeah. Uh, or uh, Michael Mann maybe direct this movie. Like, it needs a just a better director here, I think. I yeah, I can't. Not this French guy. I don't want to <laughs> fuck, fuck this movie. I give it I give it two stars. And that, it's that rare instance of a, where a remake is actually better. Yeah. Than the, yeah. But anyway, Philippe, thanks for coming on the show, sir. Do you have anything to pimp? Um. Well, well I mean... As far as podcasting goes, I can tell you, I'm like trying to audition for the um, the Projection Booth podcast. I know those dudes. Yeah, great podcast. And I'm, he's looking for a Mike White is looking for a co-host, and I'm hoping maybe that I can uh, become co-host there. Someone contact so, uh, Corey G. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I, I think it, I think the movie um, I think we're gonna do is like Waking uh, Waking Fright. Oh, that's a good, oh, fuck, that movie is awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I'm scheduled to be on the, uh, Director's Club podcast this year. Cool. Which is a great podcast. Uh, um, we're gonna, I'm gonna do an, they do directors, of course, and the director I chose was Alex Cox. You know, Repo Man. Yeah. And, uh, Sid and Nancy mm-hmm. and Straight to Hell and, uh, he's a really interesting director. I mean, to describe Alex Cox is like, imagine if Tarantino from the 90s meets Twin Peaks David Lynch. Yeah. That's Alex Cox. With, with, <laughs> a, with a bunch of punk rock thrown in. Yeah, exactly. Incredible director. But the thing I've been working on now for over a year 
and I'm hoping to get it finished now, is I am doing, I've been working on a fan edit of Nightbreed. Cool. Yeah, and it sounds like fan edit. Huh? Here's what I've been doing. I contacted a guy who edited, you guys know about the Cabal Cut, right? Uh-huh. Nightbreed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I contacted the guy who did the Cabal Cut, the, who edited it. And I said, hey, I want to do a new version of Nightbreed because I, I wasn't that happy with the director's cut. And uh, I want to reconstruct the original cut uh, of the movie because the very original cut of the film. And he was like, okay, sure, what do you want? And I just kind of jokingly said, well, can you give me those two word prints <laughs> that you guys used and make the cabal cut? And he was like, sure, why not? Holy and he shit. Sent me, <laughs> and he sent me the two... Work prints of Nightbreed. We're talking two and a half hour long work prints. <laughs> and, uh, I've been going through these work prints and using the Blu-ray and using everything. I mean, I, I have access to outtakes and all this crazy footage. And I've been piecing together this new cut of Nightbreed, which is, it's completely different from the director's cut. Damn, sir. Yeah, it's a whole new cut. I've been working on the sound design. I've been, I've been adding new sound effects, you know, like gun effects, like that. and I'm working on the music, and I've even contacted some of the actors involved, because I needed, uh, there's like a scene between the two monsters, a sex scene, and I'm like, I, there's no dialogue, there's no audio. Oh, you're I'm talking about dialogue. when, uh, oh. Yeah, the porcupine. Yeah, I can't think of it. Sana. Tuna Sassy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Queen are doing the, the, yeah, I have that scene, and I, I don't have any audio. So I contacted the actress who played Tumasassi, and I was like, I need the dialogue. Do you want to do it? And she was like, yeah. Cool. I want to do it. And I contacted, and there's another scene with Palaquin, actually. A new scene with him that I've restored. So, um, yeah. I, <laughs> that's what I've been working on now. I'm hoping to get it done. Hmm. Awesome. When you do, let us know. We'd love to see it and yeah. fucking get you back. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, I have to say. And we'll talk about King Cobra. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I have to pimp. Cool. Uh, um, I got nothing to pimp. We're taking next week off so I can get caught up, but we're still going to have new episodes. And just want to say thanks again for coming on, Philippe, Tim. Yeah, thank you, sir. We'll, yeah, we'll, I don't know. Gone. I don't know what we'll do when next time, but we're going. We're yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But anyway, that's the show. Thanks, everybody. We're out of here. Turn out the lights. The party's over They say that all Good things must end Call it a night The party's over And tomorrow starts The same old thing again Let me tell you of the days Of high adventure This it, priest, the Pope's new army. A few crusty bitches and a handful of ragtags. I know, Bill. Before this was a battle between warriors, not a bunch of mislances. Where'd you get the coconut? We found them. Found them? In Mercia, the coconut's tropical. What do you mean? Well, this is a temperate zone. The swallow may fly south with the sun, or the house martin or the plover may seek warmer climes in winter. Yet these are not strangers to our land. Are you suggesting coconuts migrate? They're coming to get you, Barbara. 
There, Bob, you're fired. You're fired! You're fucking fired, Bob! Clean out your locker at the club, Bob. You're fucking fired! If it bleeds, we can kill it. You meet. If we eat him, we break the law. It's true. Everything is true. God's an astronaut. Ours is over the rainbow. The medium is where the monsters live. Benson pussy shoppers take advantage of our fancy pussy sales. If you buy one piece of pussy at the regular price, you'll get another piece of pussy of equal or lesser value for only a penny. Try and be pussy for a penny. If you can find cheaper pussy anywhere, fuck it. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking.、Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and、uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.